Well, hello there, listeners. It's time for episode number two. So I had said in the uh, intro episode that my dad was going to be the first guest, and uh, that didn't happen. So I've actually got Nina Falcos, my best friend, on for the first episode. She's a uh, conductor of a wind ensemble, a youth wind ensemble, here in the Lower Mainland. Um, we'll talk a bit about that. Um, it, it's a little bit longer of an episode than I had intended, but uh, but we had a really great conversation, so it was kind of hard to cut it short. Um, so I also have to apologize, because we did struggle with the microphones, and I'm still struggling with them every now and again. You can probably hear the difference when I cut in and out, but uh, uh, bear with me as I learn these things. All right, let's get started. Thanks for listening. You know where you pay for the person behind you? Oh, and then favorite I, things? The, yeah. You like that? Well, when people... No, like, if you pay for the person behind you in the drive-thru, and yeah. they pay for... Yeah. But you like getting caught in one of those trains. Yeah. Okay, here's a question for you. What happens if they order the whole restaurant? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you keep it going? I just give them $5. <laughs> no, no, I actually... I, I would, just, you, would you just pay what you're the equivalent of your order? No, um, the last time I wanted to start it, I felt like it. I said, here's 5 bucks towards the guy behind me. Oh. Yeah. If you start it, you're not caught in it. <laughs> and then it's kind of fun. Being randomly generous all like those moments. Yeah, no, some person's a douche, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've only been I've only been caught in those a couple of times. I think the once I was the guy that ended it too. No, oh, yeah, you just didn't bother keep going. Yeah. Like, I guess the person behind so you will like, never know. No, exactly. Yeah. Like, Sweet, and drove away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even give it a second thought that I should keep nice. it going. Yeah, that's like me and convenience, man. Yeah, it's just like, oh, nice, free coffee, and drove away. Uh, actually, I do remember that, because I posted on Facebook later that day. I was like, oh, it's so great when people... Oh, uh, no, well. I think I'm less of an asshole than I'm making myself out to be, because I don't think there was anybody behind me to pay for Oh, okay, that's that not so bad, then. Been why. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's funny. Actually, when I've got, like, a gift card that's got a little bit left on it or something like that, I'll usually turn to the person behind me and give them the rest of it. Yeah. I think it's fun. Actually, I think if I had a lot of money, I would do that all stuff all the time. I had a lot of money, I wouldn't be going to Tim Hortons. Going to Starbucks? <laughs> I don't know. Although the coffee's not that great either. I have my own. <laughs> make, make your own. You know, crazy expensive cappuccino. That is a random dream I've always had is to own a cafe. Really? Yeah. Oh. One that has like mixed arts kind of um, like little combos can come play at night and like kind of like cafe do so away thing. I would love to do that. It's a yeah. lot of work, but I would love to do it. <laughs> A dessert cafe, that was the whole thing. Oh, I didn't tell you about my Mad Hatter idea. Okay. So, Mad Hatter idea? Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I really, in the summer, want to have a uh, party, but a tea party. Not okay. like where you sit with gloves and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, how do I make this really, really cool? Um, so it's going to be a Mad Hatter tea party, mm. and you have to come dress up as someone from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> you know everybody's going to show up late, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to be the queen of hearts. It's not fine. <laughs> I'm very excited. My sister is so excited, too. 
gonna make Mad Hatter. She's gonna, I think she's gonna make Mad Hatter. Yeah, <clears throat> it's gonna be very fun. I'm very excited. I'm gonna get like big random rainbow lollipops. What? Do I have to tell people that I'm <laughs> doing I'm my Mad Hatter? Now, so. Oh shit, that's lovely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was too many like good topics going to waste, so. <laughs> oh, okay, great. So all of this is fair game? Wonderful. No, I'll edit up. <laughs> Is junk? No. I'll edit out the space. That's okay. Blank space, and I'll pause it when the pizza comes. You know, I once heard a story of a woman. Um, her, uh, I think it was her husband, who always made this big point of wanting to say something wonderful as his last set of words. But then he says something really stupid and croaked right after. Yeah, right. Um, because that's the way it goes. So she made a point of only ever saying things that were worthy of being her last words. How much thought must go into every sentence for that? I don't think I have the patience for that. Although sometimes I wonder, if I died right now, that was the last thing I said. How dumb. <laughs> so, I think that's getting a little too caught up on what you say. Well, I have foot and mouth syndrome, so of course I get caught up in what I say. I'm more, I'm more worried about what I do. Yeah? How yeah. so? I don't know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> like what? I don't think... Unless you're somebody that's already really important by the time you're dying. Yeah. Nobody's going to remember your last words anyway. Oh, I see what you mean. But yes. But they will remember what you do. That's right. I got your legacy. Like, if, if by the time I die i'm super famous yeah okay, yeah i might care about what but it doesn't seem to matter anyways because people oh. make up you know Walt Disney's that's last true words where i don't i don't know what his actual last words were but that's true but people, people just say make them up just because it's it needs to be something poetic significant yeah. yeah that makes sense so it doesn't really matter what you say i don't think but you're more remembered for what you do before you're on your deathbed ideally yes so i'd rather worry about that yeah, oh, that makes sense. In the five minutes leading up to when I think I'm going to die. <laughs> Maybe I'll you'll think, think of something. <laughs> but I'm not going to worry about that now. That's a good idea. Now you can use your favorite four-letter phrase that I hate. YOLO. It's still your turn. Oh, four-letter, <laughs> It's still your turn? What is that? <laughs> well, that's oh, I for, see. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, right, of course. That's my least favorite phrase at all. No, yeah, no YOLO. I'm sorry, I missed it. I thought you said four words. No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> I was like, what? Yes, no. YOLO. YOLO. Makes me sad for the English language. Actually, do you want to know how much of a nerd I am? <laughs> Yesterday at Chapters. I'm such a nerd. Um... We're going through the bargain book section. I spent a lot of money in chapters yesterday, actually. Um, and I found a book on the history of punctuation dating back all the way to ancient Greece. Yeah. And I am so excited to read it. Does that make me, like, no, super be, boring? No, that kind of interesting. Like, yeah, I don't know. But um, we actually discovered a punctuation that looks like this. Hang on. Actually, a real yeah, legit punctuation. Why do you know these things? Sometimes hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just such a useful thing that should be on yeah, the keyboard. We've, we've, yeah, we've, it's it's on. You can get it as a as an extension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a useful thing! I think I might just be that person who starts well, using we, it again. We've replaced it anyways with just alternating. <laughs> yeah, but I hate that. I think that's I so stupid. Yeah. You know why? Because each time you do it, it becomes more redundant. There's also the upside down in Bank for the Spanish language. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, of course, for the other side, <laughs> the, yeah. the quotation. It's so brilliant, though, putting an upside down question mark at the it, beginning. So you know, it's so you know it's a question already. Yeah, I absolutely agree. No. You know, 
punctuation. I don't. People There's always ask me. The, I, um, <laughs> yeah, what show was it that I was watching? It might have been. Um, uh, the QI. No, uh, maybe it was either QI or um, eight out of ten cats does countdown. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because the Susie Dent right. was, I think she was talking about um, extinct mm-hmm. uh, punctuation like that. Yeah, there was a couple others that she said. I don't remember what they were, but mm-hmm. I, I remember the entire thing. I, that one I've heard of before, though. Right. I don't know where. I think it has flavor. All language, uh, all punctuation is flavorful. I don't know what it's like. Um, it's why I get so annoyed when I read things that use the simplest words possible. Um, it's just lazy to me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so lazy. And I think punctuation is the same way. You know what? Punctuation has direction. Yeah. Um, and momentum. That's, this is where I see the parallel, actually, between conducting and writing. Because yeah. punctuation has momentum, timing resonance all of it it's all really of it. obvious though when when somebody's like doesn't have a clue let's not even well, go into how no. people misuse the semicolon <laughs> such a bad peeve no i must fix no, this problem i'm not one of the people that misuse it i'm one of the people that don't understand when to use it so i don't oh i see but i don't even try <laughs> mm. I i'm just like yeah i'm gonna get it wrong so i'm not gonna bother no what i was gonna say yeah. is it's really obvious when somebody um doesn't know the word they want so and they open the thesaurus the oh i know and find one that's a pain like i saw on facebook the other day somebody had posted a picture it was something to the effect of a gentleman holding a thesaurus walks into a tavern <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay. that's like that friends so episode yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um yeah no <laughs> yeah i don't know i just i, I like reading you know what? Words with more than one syllable are quite wonderful when they're the right one. Okay, I guess the yeah, best way one, to... Don't take away from one syllable words. No, I know. They have their place, too. They do, in between big syllable words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, one syllable words can be meaningful, too. They can, yes, that's true. Sometimes the most meaningful words are... I, yeah, this is true. Um, I guess the best way to explain a semicolon is it's kind of like... You can kind of think of it as like a wedding band, almost. Both sentences can exist on their own, but they're made better when connected. If that makes sense. But how connected do they have to be? Like, I, I hope that you're not backing, putting two sentences back to back that have absolutely nothing to do with each other. I had toast this morning. That was a great rehearsal. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, but they have, no, but the idea is like, if the sentence stands on its own, yeah. it's incomplete in all it can be if that kind of makes sense i don't know that's how i see it i know that sounds really floofy but um it's, it's i don't know to me it seems more like an extension of a comma um it's it's kind a, of it's a more it's a more firm break between like a comma is just a pause yeah but they must be complete sentence, so they must they must uh, be complete on either side. Otherwise, yes, it's yes. bad. They can <laughs> okay. On, they can function on their Except own. in a list, but yeah. Yeah, they can. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I kind of have a basic understanding of it, but I'm I'm not experimental with my punctuation. No. So you know what I love <laughs> are colons and m dashes. Those are my favorite. M dashes. M dash is the long one. There's an n dash, a hyphen, and an m dash. 
There's three. No? Ivan connects two words. Yeah. And N, um, and N dash is, I think, more for lists for the most part. Um, but an M dash is when you want to interrupt yourself. It's like the parentheses, but I don't think parentheses should not be in anywhere in English language because they belong it's in math. Kind of like a print version of a Shakespearean aside. Yeah. One doesn't know. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, kind of, well, kind of. That's that's no, that's different actually because well, that's a film thing anyway because that's breaking yeah. the fourth wall. Yeah, that, that, would that's, like a, that would be like addressing the. But that's reader. kind of what a semicolon. I mean, um, an M dash does. Okay. Yeah. But, but I, I does I, a reader yeah. really know the difference between? I think so the... because it's also visual, right? How it much very much. It have to be noticeably longer. It is. It is quite a bit longer. You can definitely tell <laughs> the like, difference. I'm not going to notice a millimeter. And the only way to get it on a computer is if you do two dashes and then enter and then go back. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Um. I don't know, but I have a really big beef against parentheses in fiction. Huge beef. Like if I ever have a protest of some kind, it will be that. <laughs> yeah. I. I don't know, I never write fiction, so I don't find myself yeah. breaking that rule. It's lazy, because this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know. I had a great, my grade one teacher always said, parentheses are for math. M dashes. She taught me back then, grade one. Hmm. M dashes are for English. I use parentheses if I'm, like, if I'm describing something, and then there's, like, something else you should know. No. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, but okay, but that is nonfiction technically, right? Well, it is. Yeah, I'm not, like then, I say, I'm not writing fiction. Then I'm that's more like... the math side. Yeah. So, yes, then it's, I guess, okay. <laughs> You'll notice in all my emails now, you're going to see colons, because colon, colon is an arrow, right? Like, this is a list of the following. No, 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 not in the list. You can use it actually. No, 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 but I mean, like, the following is a list of, and you would do a colon. You can do that, but that's not the best way to use it. Well,. It's kind of like, ugh, how do I, I can't even come up with an example. Um, uh, she really wanted to uh, do something with her life um, that had meaning, colon, and then that kind of goes more into it. Instead of a comma, you can use this. Oh. And what it does is instead of cause, creating a pause, it actually does creates forward motion. <laughs> See, this is what I mean about punctuation. Somehow it... Creates my, the flow. I don't know. My, my like, formal education in English is very poor because my English 12 class consisted of me not going to my classes. Writing oh, that's not good. About, writing, <laughs> writing an essay about music and getting an 86. Oh. I was actually... Because he knew uh, that I was yeah. going to go into music. So he's like, yeah, you don't need this. <laughs> so. I actually got the top scoring provincial in our city. 98. In my English provincial. I remember actually, I even, even what I wrote. I don't, I don't remember what I got in the provincial, but I passed it. That's all I care. Oh, <laughs> um, I remember my essay being really awesome. I somehow we had to read some passage, and I made this great extended metaphor about shopping in a grocery store. I remember it's beautiful. It all seemed to line up just right, and it was a great essay. Wow, that was a long time ago. What ten years ago? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I know, and I still remember that essay. You know what? There are some times when it just falls on the page just right, and I like those days. And I like when they happen on provincial days. <laughs> I just kind of made some crap up. I don't know what it was. That's probably what most people do. Yeah. It's all good. Yay, we're live. Oh, my God. Okay.
<laughs> well, I'm 100 years older now, but that's cool. I, me too. <laughs> that took forever. And a month and a half. You're what? You are 100 years plus a month and a half. Oh, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was actually funny. Okay. <laughs> After a, a very long dinner break. Yes. <laughs> Call it, call it a dinner break. Technical difficulty break. Yes. Okay. It's story time. Oh, I have to tell my story first? Yeah. Oh, I don't know which one, though. I thought um, you picked one. No, I hadn't picked one yet. I was hoping it would kind of have a nice, clean segue, and then I'd know exactly what <laughs> story to tell. <laughs> Segways are overrated. No, they're not. <laughs> exactly for moments like these. Um, Story, out of the blue. Well, we can talk about... How about we talk about the beer? We can talk about the beer. Okay. Mine tastes like reeds. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. I don't know where that I came know, from. I don't know. It's kind but... of a wooden aftertaste. Like a really good Van Doren right out of the package. And you know it's going to sound good right away, but only for two days. No? That's a reed player thing. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's what this beer tastes like. It's not a bad thing. It's a good taste. Okay. <laughs> I thought it tasted pretty good. But... I said anyway. it was good. <laughs> uh, so Nina's drinking, what's it called again? Um... New Growth. New Growth Pale Ale. Driftwood Brewing See? Company. See the connection? Driftwood? Uh-huh. Maybe there's a secret And there. New Growth. Yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it, it all points to wood flavor. But anyway, <laughs> and I'm having the Blackstone Porter also. Driftwood Brewing is the theme here. Neither of which I've had before. It's trying to have something new each time. Anyway, um, we were talking about your writing before. Mm-hmm. Um, what about it? Why Why is it important for you to write, aside from... Well, it's something other than music. I think that's really important. Um, for a long time, music was absolutely everything. I didn't feel well-rounded enough, I guess. Um, so, I guess that's why I started doing it seriously. So right. that writing could turn into the hobby, and then, I right. mean, so that music could turn back into the hobby yeah, yeah. and be fun again, and right. then the writing comes back. Um, I said in my intro episode that uh, one of my lessons with my teacher, Greg, at UBC, he was telling me not to go into music as a profession, because mm-hmm. he said all the fun gets sucked out of it, right? And to me at the time, I was like, meh, whatever, he's, whatever, he doesn't know what he's yeah. talking about. And then I got like playing and it was like five, six days a week playing. And I was mm-hmm. like, God, this is work. I don't like this anymore. Yeah. And so then a couple of years ago when I got tired of that, I was like, I got to find some hobbies Yeah. to balance it out. So is that what writing is for you then? I think so in a big way. Um, it wasn't so much for me, the actual music making that was becoming aggravating in a way. It was more the networking and the politics and all the peripherals that right. uh, were eating away at me, which made... Because the music making was such a short amount of time in comparison to all of that. Right. It just seemed like there was so much of that extra stuff that had to go into actually making the music making happen. Right. Um, and that was really exhausting. And I felt like I was always putting all of my best into that. Um, and then that kind of drained dry a little bit, got tired of it. And, um, I'm not very good at doing stuff for me. Uh, so (laughs) I know you know that. Um, and I, 
it's really hard. Um, it's hard to explain. A lot of people think I'm an extrovert, but I think I'm divided. I'm an introvert extrovert because there's a um, little bit of both. There's I, a little I bit get of both that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can be extroverted when I need to be. I can be the buoyant. Oh, I um, find it's the opposite. I find when I need to be extroverted, I'm just like super. Like I don't want to be here. Oh. But then there's yeah. times when I'm sitting at home alone and I'm like, man, I really wish I was at a party. Oh. It's, no. It's never. Yeah. Like, I, I never can't... have the craving for a party, but. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sometimes. I kind of get that. Even the craving for company, I get that. Um, for me, I never used to crave being alone. That was really hard for me for a long time. Right. Um, but I guess it's the salesman side, I think, is the one that I equate to the extroverted, extroverted side. And a lot of uh, what it's doing felt like a salesman all the time. Right. Which is annoying because it's a bunch of, bunch of pitches all the time. You yeah. know, Saying the same things over and over again. You find you're not actually looking people in the eye anymore. You're just spewing the spew. Right? Yeah, right. right. Um, and so that, that I found was the extroverted side. And I was always annoyed actually when people called me just an extrovert because that would mean that that's all I was. Right. Um, because no one ever saw the introverted side, which is the part where I love to lock myself in my writing desk and just yeah, yeah. go to town. I mean... Um, there's a reason why I always handwrite everything first before I typewrite it. Yeah. <laughs> because you can take that anywhere. Yeah. I mean, yes, there are the days of now of laptops and such, but there's something about a pen and a notebook and leaving yeah. behind all technology. Yeah, no, I'm that way with writing music. Yeah. Is I usually, I usually at least try and handwrite it first. Yeah. Um, and I started the other day, I was, um, Peter recommended that I start transcribing some things just, mm-hmm. just as an ear training exercise. Yeah. Um. And I don't know any other way to do it except handwriting it. I can't, cause, because it's, you, when, if you're doing it on your computer, it yeah. spews the pitch out at you while you're typing oh, that's it in. Right. Right? Well, that's yeah. just cheating, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm handwriting stuff now and I, I don't, I, it's not the same when it it tells you what, like it's doing the thinking for you kind mm-hmm. of. You're not hearing the pitches in your head. You're waiting until you hear the right one come yeah. out of the computer. So I don't know. I think there's also something that lacks texture about computers. Yeah. Um, I love paper and everything about paper, the feel of it, the yeah. look of it, the weight of it, the works. Um, I remember the only reason yeah. I ever wanted to go back to school was because I wanted to go back to school shopping. Yes, yeah. That's that was just because I liked the stuff. I That's didn't right. Want it. I didn't want to go to school. I just New pencils the, and yeah. fresh notebooks. Even if we only wrote in the first four pages, that was the best. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I agree. Um, but I think there's also something very human about it. You can see your mistakes. They can't go away. Right. Um, even in pencil, you erase it, there's still a footprint of it on the page, yeah. right? And yeah. I think it's just uh, an overall best representation of your mind and how about as it is. spell check being the demise of... Uh, yeah. Autocorrect? Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, you, never know how to, you never have to know how to spell anything anymore because mm-hmm. it, it'll tell you if you're doing it wrong. And it's true. It'll fix it for you if you don't even think about it, right? Although there is something mm-hmm. to legibility. <laughs> because sometimes my writing is hieroglyphics, so that's hard to transcribe. Yeah, but, but you can read it. That's what's important. Sort of, sometimes. <laughs> when it's late at night, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I just deem it abstract art. Yeah. Um, but uh, I sometimes do the recording thing, um, where I just dictate yeah. what I want to write, because I can talk faster than I can type. Right. And sometimes the ideas are just coming t- way too quickly, or a conversation is way too fast. It's yeah, happening... Right. In the moment in my head, and I can't type it as fast as it happens. Right. I hate that because you get to the end of the conversation, and you're like, "Oh, that's the punchline," yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's gone, and you ruin the joke. So I have a little tiny recorder that I, carry, I usually carry around. I don't yeah, right. Anything, I but... bought one of those. Uh, I don't know when it was. It was, I think, I was maybe my first or second year at at Quantlin, and I was, 
I had lofty goals of auditioning for yeah. other universities. I was like, I'm going to buy something to record this on. Mm-hmm. So I bought this like little tiny... Is it the little white a, one? I have one of those. vocal recorder. <laughs> yep. You just, it sounded like rat shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it's a voice, it doesn't really matter. But it's no, inflection that it catches, right? I was right? playing into it. Oh, yeah. It sounded terrible. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I'm not going to send that off. Yeah. It? So I never, I never actually recorded any auditions, but it was like, this sounded awful. I love that thing, though, because... For you, voices, it's well, great. Well, yeah, for but... voices. If you have an idea and you say it, you actually... It, it's like tone or atmosphere, and you say it in how you're feeling it, and that kind of inflection can... Well, yeah, completely I mean, affect a majority of yeah. communication happens outside of exactly. the words that's right that's right it's how you say it no yeah it's say. it's why even if you're traveling yeah. you can still sort of understand the point of what they're saying even if mm-hmm. you don't know what the words are yeah you can get the inflection right mm-hmm. so that's um, why i drove to chicago thing yeah yeah yeah. You want to repeat that? Sure. Okay. So this is the best way to explain it, especially the kids. Because I know, but they don't. They understand this. Um, you take five words. It's, it's just a sentence. I drove to Chicago yesterday. Yeah. And it's Chicago because my band teacher, Brian Knapp, said Chicago. So I will always say Chicago. It's just Chicago. Um, it's in how you say it. It changes the meaning. So it's things like, I drove to Chicago yesterday. 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 See, yeah, each one right. each yeah. one has a different meaning, right? Totally. Um, and even though they're the same words, they all have different power, and that comes with inflection. Yeah. I think that's why it would be so difficult for me to learn something like um, Mandarin or Cantonese, where inflection changes <laughs> I have a story so drastically in the yeah. meaning. And I, I think I would just end up offending an entire race. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I remember, um, I guess it was a couple of years ago, uh, I, when I was driving from Maple Ridge to White Rock every day, and I don't remember exactly why I decided this was a good idea, but I wanted <laughs> no. to learn Mandarin. Of course. So I downloaded, um, completely legally. Yes, of the, course. <laughs> yeah, like I always do. Yep. Um, the, uh, oh, what's the series of, not Rosetta Stone. Oh, I know. Um, uh, uh, Pims? Pimsler. Yeah. Yeah. I downloaded that, the, the audio yeah. learning version. I got like two days into it. It's so hard because yeah. um, the same word might not be the right word, but mm-hmm. the same word means yeah. two different things depending on how you say it. Yeah. And the two meanings are not even close. Yeah. <laughs> like one could mean potato and the other might mean wall. <laughs> exactly. Like how do you mean that? They're completely I, unrelated. Yeah. So I got like two days into it. I was like, I don't know what I'm saying. How do they know what I'm saying? So I they know what you're not saying. I think yeah. that's the biggest Well, they part know what it. I'm saying, but it's not anything <laughs> <No>. sensical. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Total nonsense. So, yeah, I, I totally get the wanting to record your ideas rather than write yeah. them down because you lose half of it yeah. if you write it down. Well, and I think there's something, I mean, this is why you're supposed to carry around uh, little notebooks everywhere so you can write things down right as they're happening in your head. Yeah. Um, because it's really hard to remember the emotion behind the thought. Yeah. It's really easy to remember the thought. Yeah. But it's how dark that thought was in that moment or how happy or funny or whatever it can be, right? Yeah, right. Um, we never did do any intro Oh, no, we didn't. Hello. To you. <laughs> you can go ahead and do that now because you well, can cut and splice, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm going to record a bit of an, uh, like an intro to before yes. 
you're on. I'll right. do that later. Okay. I'll record like, hey, you know, this is the episode with Nina and all this yes, stuff. And I'll yeah. say a little bit about you, but okay. why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What Me? do you do? Yeah. Um, Sorry, this is like the official part of it. It's not no, just a conversation okay. anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. it's okay. I actually find this question a really hard to answer. What do you do? That's true. Um, it's so vague. It's so vague. And when I call myself a conductor, which is what I consider myself, people think I'm pretentious. Oh. Um, when I call myself a musician, I find it too vague because I could be a closet songwriter with a guitar. Yeah, well, and there's no too many chords. people that, that use that <laughs> word uh, loosely. These yeah. Days. And, you know, uh, Bieber's a musician, right? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. Too many people just... Oh, I'm a musician. I play the yeah. guitar like once every few weeks. I think, and even saying the word like classical musician, I don't think that counts because I majored in saxophone. I mean, who knows? Um, yeah, no, I know. So it's it's hard to categorize what do you do. But I guess um, educator at heart, conductor in practice, uh, writer by night. Yeah. Um, I think those are basically the simplest ways of yeah. putting it. So Nina directs the... Um, Greater Vancouver Youth Music Academy's Concert Wind Ensemble. It's a mouthful, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the shortest of acronyms. Um, we both started with that ensemble five six or six years, years six years six? ago. Um, that was our third or fourth year at university. Uh, well, we started planning in third year, and then it kick-started in the public in fourth year. Right, okay. Um that's how we sort of i mean we met at university <laughs> we met in class voice. classes and class voice is the one i remember because it was the most torturous <laughs> uh, yeah, the, it still pains yeah. me that we have heard each other sing Sightseeing. i know yeah <laughs> i know i'm not I a terrible it. singer but i'm not proud of it either so me neither especially because i couldn't get into my head voice for some reason i just shrieked oh yeah. well no, i remember that very distinctly but yeah. that's I mean, why it, i say i sing like a conductor <laughs> It's a valuable skill to have, but I'm never going to make any money off of it. Absolutely not, I won't. <laughs> yeah. I reserve it for my car when I'm driving alone. <laughs> yeah, that's like what I say when people ask me if I sing. In the car and in the shower, that's yes. about it. And, and really not even in the shower. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it echoes too much. It's yeah, painful. Yeah, <laughs> neighbors can hear me. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I don't no. want to put them through that. Um, what was the question? <laughs> oh, I was just describing oh, right. where where we know each other from. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's UBC. how we met. I mean, we're like best friends now, but... Yes. But um that's the backstory anyway on how i know nina and why mm -hmm. she's the first guest oh yeah thank you yeah <laughs> i think in my intro i had talked about my dad being the first guest um, i am not his father no. for the record <laughs> he sounds much if more masculine and exactly like now, drew yeah. <laughs> um but i, I think that's, that's probably going to be a third or a fourth episode um he seems to have some reservations about being having to mince his words because he doesn't want to be That'll be a great episode. <laughs> he tells the best stories. Yeah, we're probably just going to end up talking about vinyl for a couple that hours. That is a great conversation. Yeah. It is, yeah. That'll be an interesting one. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so we know about your writing. We were just talking about your writing. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you do See, this to is get away those, from music? Uh, hard, a TV. Does that count as a hobby or is that sure. more of a shutdown at the end of the night sort of thing? It depends, I guess, on... Um, I mean, like for me, I could I would say that beer is one of my hobbies. Oh yeah, that's but fair. there are people that just like drink beer. No, but those are the people who drink kokanee and stuff like that. Well, that's that. what that I mean. Count. That's what I mean. <laughs> it's what you choose to get out of it. I think if, if you, you enjoy yeah. TV for um, finding new and different shows that you like, rather than just 
mean, mm-hmm. we all do this, but rewatching. I rewatch the classics. Yeah. But I do like to find new stories. I find that really interesting. Yeah, but you probably also find, uh, I, you're better at finding like the underlying message in a show or a yeah. movie or when most people would just sort of take it at surface value. That's true. I think that, that's probably where the writer in you comes out. Yeah. While, while watching something. Subtext. Yeah, yeah, I can absolutely see subtext. Yeah. Yeah. So totally, I, I think that's. A I think that's part hobby. of the Greek in me. Um, there's always a little bit of drama under the surface. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I love finding the. You know why? It, because it comes from my philosophy of everything must happen for a reason. Mm. Um, almost like there's an author of our lives at all times. I'm not religious or anything, but you can think about it that way. Um, there are metaphors everywhere. Oh, this is like uh, all the time. Stranger than fiction. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I see those. Somebody telling you a story. Yeah. Yeah. That's... We just can't hear it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't think it'd be much fun if we could. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. want to know what the narrator would say about me. Um, no, I don't really want to know what's going to happen in an hour. No, me neither. I'm going to find no, out when I, I get there. No, I think that's boring. Um, I like the surprises, which is probably why I like stories so much. I love stories in every form. If you're going to tell me about your day, I will just sit enthralled. doesn't matter how bad it was, how good it was, how boring, yeah, right. mundane. Um, as long as it's entertaining in some form because it happened for a reason there is a series of events yeah. and it's human and i i absolutely love it it's why i like fiction fiction and not sci-fi i can't uh sci-fi reading i love star wars and such but yeah, I, I can't was gonna read say... sci-fi okay um so because i like yeah what if star wars never came out as a movie i might not know about it would you never have read the books? I might just never have heard about it because nothing I mean, don't really get me wrong. I've never read it. the books either. But... <laughs> Actually, I have read the first one. I've read A New Hope. <laughs> and you probably hated it? I don't remember. It was a really long oh, time okay. ago. It was right after I watched A New Hope when it came out remastered. Um, I always find... Uh, I think there's only one... Well, at least series of movies that I've read the books before the movies. That was yeah. Lord of the Rings. That's from Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I was never a Harry Potter fan anyway, I so I didn't, whatever, that's a whole other, I know, <laughs> we're not gonna go there, no. but, um, but I was able to, um, like, compartmentalize, I don't know if that's the right yeah, word, but yeah. keep the books separate from the movies, that's and fair. enjoy them on their own. Yeah, well, then you probably enjoyed them more than most people who put them together, because yeah. they're very different. There's so many people that, you know, have read the books before the movies, yeah. and they, I hated the movies. They sucked. They well, left so much out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Would you really want to be sitting in the theater for like 14 hours? This is true. But I also think it's where movies are going these days. Yeah. Um, but it's... also that's, I think people that, um, they, they don't delve as deeply into the movies as they could the first time through. Yeah. Because a lot of the, time. a lot of the book is spent describing the, setting yeah it is a lot of it is is description yeah. not necessarily storyline but well you can't describe it other than show it in that's the movie. right they're not going to talk about it yeah so it's not going to take up any length of time well didn't talking you just have to notice yeah those things the 50 years to construct the world right yeah um so it's so vivid it's worth taking the time to delve into that but i think that um one of the reasons why i'm not too much into sci-fi or anything war war books like that um is because it depends so heavily on the action for the energy instead of the substance and the people um that's not to say that's a generalization anyway in my experience um i would rather read a a story about 
the most uh, on the surface average person Hmm. and see how some incident changes them right over the course of a thousand words that to me is way more authentic right than anything else yes the other stuff is entertaining but that's not why i'm looking for this i that's not why i read i read to find how other people are changing and either to reflect in that like oh yes i've been through that or been through something similar or wow i didn't know that someone could be affected that way so that I can experience in some way. That's why I read. And that's why I love like literary fiction. And that's why I watch movies that are very closely based to it. Like I'm going through a huge 1990s Jane Austen BBC marathon pretty much every night watching a different movie. Um, because um, those books nail that on the head. Mm. Right? There isn't a lot of action. There's a lot of dialogue and emotion and... Yes, kind of surface politics and such, and the propriety that well, surrounds a lot that all of under it. The surface, exactly, yeah. and those movies seem to show it so clearly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of movement. Like if you watch it, yeah. it's almost like watching impressionist painting after painting. Yeah. Right. Well, this is why like Downton Abbey is so popular all of a sudden. Yeah. Is that people are suddenly, I think, sort of digging that. Yeah. Sort of under the surface. Yeah. Not. It doesn't need explosions and yeah i was just gonna say right that's right the one's yeah. filled with explosions it's it's just that sort of like bubbling under the surface yeah Ooh, this guy's gonna do this and this is gonna mean that this is gonna yeah. and they're thinking a little bit more about a tv show rather than just like and i'm a huge seinfeld fan but just okay but know, everyone needs seinfeld yeah, <laughs> come it's, on it's they're, they're yeah those shows are writing like workshops yes so pretty good. much yeah although i heard on uh, i think it was Again, the Pete Holmes podcast, yeah. which I I'll probably bring up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his guests was saying that every episode of Seinfeld was dependent on the fact that there were no cell phones. True. Every problem in Seinfeld could have been solved with, with the cell, cell phone. phone. Yes. <laughs> so, like, the example he used was the Chinese restaurant. Yes, of course. Seinfeld, cool. Yeah. And, they, <laughs> yes. and they walked out, right? That's right, they did. They could have gotten... But nowadays, the, restaurants yeah. phone you when your table's or ready. Or the little beeper thing. So they would have yes. just, yeah, they would have just come back in and got their table. That's right. But the, see, And the yeah. payphone on the wall. That's right, They yeah. wouldn't have been waiting for a payphone. He no. could have just phoned on his cell phone, right? But I think that maybe... I, I don't have a major aversion to technology, but I also think that too much can be solved too quickly by technology. Like, I think... Um, there's an adage in, in writing where um, the solution cannot come easily. The person has to work for it. Yeah. They have to find the darkest night of their soul and solve the problem themselves. Mm-hmm. I think technology can be too much of a crutch these days. It That's does why a lot of the work for I us. can't re- yeah. stand reading um, books where it's text this, tweet this, Facebook this. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not reading any of those things because I want to read a book, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it's so frustrating to me that... Um, it's just an easy way out. Yeah. And it's too fast. Like, I, I think that's, well, that's probably why, why I'm attracted to the older books. Yeah. Everything happens a little bit slower. Yeah. I like that. That's why those uh, media platforms are so popular. popular. They're just so easy. I know, but it's annoying. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why we all have Chef Boyardee, right? <laughs> okay. So I'm not completely averse <laughs> to any of those things. But, no, but the difference um, is you don't have... Well, if you do... Do you even have any Chef Boyardee at home right now? No. Well. But I have craft Dinner. But that oh, takes a little bit of effort. That's <laughs> a little more effort. Yeah. It's... Um, okay. I cannot live without a but, microwave. But I will the difference admit, but... between you and the general public would be that the general public has nothing but Chef Boyardee in their, cu- in their cupboard. It's true. 
That's true. Where you might have like one or two cans. <laughs> yes. It is the go-to when you I'm know. in a rush. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. they're just like, they're doing nothing. But they don't, they don't want to bother doing anything yeah. but heating up a can of Chef Boyardee. And that, Facebook is just yeah. easy. Well, and even, uh, I don't even know how I feel about students doing everything on iPads these days. And everything, <laughs> I, like, I, said, I, don't, I know. <laughs> this is just funny. In Again, in the yeah. intro, I said something where I sounded like a crotchety old man. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and I, I even like said, I don't mean to sound like a crotchety old man. Man, we sound like a thousand years old. That's okay. I'm <laughs> Kids these days bitter old hag half the time. It's all good. <laughs> you can be crotchety old man. I'll be bitter old hag. This is a good I swear, name for a podcast. We're like, we're like 26. <laughs> we, we are. Yeah, there's no wrinkles. But <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I, do you remember, now we're going to do the good old day stories. Do you remember all the right type on those tiny little yes, Mac computers yeah, yeah, where yeah. the screen was the size of your iPhone? Oh, okay, here's, here's, a, here's a story. Of, oh, wow. No, that's the best. That's awful. See, Drew is angry because I just <laughs> poured my entire beer and made it all foam, which he thinks is blasphemy, but I think is just heaven. <laughs> anyway. He just lost half your audience yeah. because I said that. <laughs> yeah, they're tuning out things. That's okay. Half you know of, why? I love of, gooey things. I half love of two things. is only one, so. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Crotchety old man. That's what I remember last. Oh, no, but I lost what I was. iPad story from... Oh, no, the... the, the um, all the right All the right type in the school. Yes. I remember one time, um, I think it was name, his name was Mr. Reed. He was our computer teacher. Yeah. And in elementary school, um, he would pull us out of our class down to the computer lab. Yeah. Teach us what we had to learn, you know, how to make a really simple website with, like, some super easy HTML or whatever. With an etching stone and things <laughs> from right back when. Yeah. And I remember that was, you, you could have, like, a background song playing, and mine, because that was the, the year that, like, Eminem burst onto the scene. Of course. was, yes. like, one of his first tunes, which is, like, Slim Shady or something. I don't nice. know. I'm really not an Eminem fan. I don't know what they're called. But... Everyone knows Slim Shady. It's okay. <laughs> is that actually the name of the song, though? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Everyone will know what you mean. <laughs> Great. Anyway, one day he pulls us down to the computer lab, and, um, oh, no, he didn't even, we didn't even go into the computer lab. For whatever reason... We couldn't go to the computer lab. He mm. pulled us into the multi-purpose room and put on a movie, closed the door, turned on the lights, walked out. Yeah. Never came back. Movie ends. We're just sitting in blackness. Ever? Yep. We were there for like No one has, has two, ever three heard hours. from Mr. Reed. No. He got See? let go. Oh. Yep. Don't wow. know why. <laughs> that, Never see, saw that's him a again. good start of a story. What happened to Mr. Reed? <laughs> Right? Never saw him again. He just, he brought us down there, turned on a movie, left. Like, I don't know where he went. Did he get on a plane? <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah, I was super... Just count the children before you turn them off. <laughs> super weird. And anytime we would ask about it, it was like, hush, hush. So, oh, that, are you curious? I'm really curious, yeah. Find Eventually it went away, but now I'm curious again. But yeah, it was like, I would ask my teacher, like, what happened to Mr. Reed? Like, he never came back for us. Yeah. And now we haven't seen him since. <laughs> Uh, don't worry about it. He's fine. He's just sick. Like, <laughs> nope, never came back. Oh, that's see, that's interesting. That's my that's memory of all the right type. <laughs> okay, so that's a very dark memory about all the right type. I remember things like read a rabbit, where you watch a pixelated rabbit leap across letters and stuff. No, <laughs> <laughs> the black yeah, screen. I think so. I don't know. I that was such a, a long time ago. 
It was, but I kind of liked those days where you had to wait five years for it to load, and I mean, my yeah. computer still kind of does that, but... Yeah, well, mine's pretty good. It's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the good old days. All right, well, is it time for your story, then? Oh, stories. I have so many stories. All embarrassing stories. Um, okay, well, choose a category. Do you want performance-oriented, rehearsal-oriented? Uh, totally up to you. Only one story? Yeah, you can tell a few if you want. Okay. I mean... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can choose which one's the best and edit the rest out. Yeah, um, this won't get it. <laughs> it's not getting edited? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, I gotta watch what I say now. Um... I don't know. This is hard. It's, I tell stories all the time, but to say, tell a story, it's like saying, I know, right? stop that's thinking like, about elephants. You that can't do to, that. That bothered me so much. Um, Amanda, one of my exes, for you out there, podcast audience. You'll probably hear more. Nah, i probably keep my personal life out of it for the okay. most part. But I think it was her anyway. Sorry if it's not you, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, she would always, if like conversation stopped, it was, tell me a story. I used to do that I, a really long time I can't, ago. I can't just... I hope it wasn't me or I'm not like a wandering <laughs> minstrel. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't have these things on command. I'm kind of worried that that was me. <laughs> that was kind of my way well, of just saying, tell me what's new. I know, but... <sighs> it didn't have to be story form with, you know, rising tension. And... <laughs> well, once, once upon a time. I don't know, I'm just going to make it up. Although every story should start that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get why that'd be pet peeve, though, because you're on the spot right away. It's like, be funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's no like way. asking a stand-up comedian, like, okay, go, make me laugh. No, monkey. it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> I agree. That's how I feel right now about the story. Yes, yeah, tell me a story. <laughs> I'm okay. better if someone asks me questions. Can I get more specific, then? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know what that face means. What's your favorite playing saxophone story i have more or, or saxophone injury stories okay um a few of them and you're my repairman so you oh you mean your saxophone got injured i thought you meant you got injured oh no my saxophone and me at the same time um <laughs> I, this is, it... is the moral of this story is to never own a soft gig bag um <laughs> um when i was in high school oh no, okay. you didn't fix like, this you don't one. have a yeah i was using mr knapp's tenor this is my first ever saxophone to learn on and i thought it'd be really cool to have a soft gig bag because i thought that's what all saxophone players should have it's still it cool was purely aesthetic <laughs> except for when this happens so um i am no notorious for falling down my parents stairs like it was just i guess the fastest way to get down the stairs i don't, um, even, I don't even know this story and i would have guessed that stairs were involved oh of course um <laughs> Let's just say if for some reason I thought it was really cool to wear the saxophone on my back all the time. And I was carrying it from my bedroom down the stairs. And see, when you fall down the stairs, so does the saxophone. <laughs> right after you. Bounce, bounce, bounce from the top to the bottom. Let's just say it didn't look like a saxophone by the time it got to the bottom. Um, Did you bother getting it fixed? Well, I had to. It wasn't mine. But <laughs> it, was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like beyond repair. No, it wasn't. But it was definitely very sideways, I think, is the best way of putting it. Um, it cost a, f a fair hundred dollars yeah. to fix it. Yeah. Um, let's just say the bell was at completely the wrong angle yeah. to the yeah. rest of the body. Um, I was bruised, but it was more bruised. So, um, sorry, Mr. Nat, for that, but it's fixed. Um, I guess that's, that's, and then, no, I see, 
I don't only fall downstairs. I also fall upstairs. That's you the know one this I story. Know, yeah. Um, in front of a hundred children on the stage at band camp, I'm trying to suavely crawl up the stairs to sneak into the saxophone section. What do I trip and fall onto my saxophone that was around my neck? Folded that. That was genius. It wasn't that bad, actually. Yeah, you always say that, but I always. <laughs> well, it's because I've seen some pretty... <laughs> I feel the same pain of my saxophone. I, I've seen I've seen trumpets that have been closed in the hatch of a car. Oh dear lord! <laughs> Who? How does that happen? I don't really understand. I mean, yeah, no. Um, I have a favorite saxophone playing story that's not funny. That's okay. They don't all have to um, be funny. Sometimes, okay, well, a little bit of historical a, background on my a serious story. Yeah, I'll give you some background on my saxophone playing. Saxophone was my second choice, um, and I was very bitter about that for a very long time. Uh, originally I was studying to be, um, a concert pianist. That was my big thing. But then I destroyed one of my fingers, long story short. And I had to pick a plan B in a hurry because I found out about the destroyed finger in grade 12. And you all know that that's audition season. So yeah, by then you've already picked what you're going to do. Exactly. And I had picked and I'd already worked for it and it could have happened. And then suddenly I have to think of something else. And at the time I was playing bass clarinet in concert band, which is awesome, by the way. Best part to play. Because you get to sit in the middle and listen to everything happening around you and be a part of the core. That is my justification for that. I I would say it's the best place to listen from then. Exactly. So anyway. That's not the best instrument to play. Oh, I don't know. It's the cello of the section. But anyway, um... The problem is you can't major in it because it doesn't really count. Yeah. Um, and plus, I wouldn't want to. And I really didn't want to major in clarinet either. So I quite literally thought, what is the easiest thing to get good at fast? <laughs> so I, And one that also didn't require my left um, little finger. That was the other major component. Right. Well, the, and maybe in hindsight. <laughs> maybe in hindsight, that was the dumb decision. <laughs> you should have picked trombone. You know what? If I rewound all the way back to grade five, I'd play the trombone and never have well, to you, buy a uh, damn I guess read. <laughs> I guess it's because you already played a reed instrument. Uh, yeah, that was the thing. I was set down the woodwind path, not by choice, and now I'm doomed forever. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. no, I'm kidding. Woodwinds can be lovely after five years, but, um, no, I'm, that's another joke. Um, but, anyway, um, I found it really hard to connect through the saxophone. Um, I could make it sound good. I could even make it sound musical by textbook terms, but I, I, I didn't feel like other how other people felt when they thought it was an extension of the body. It was never a part of you. It yeah. was never a part of me. It was just the thing I used. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah. Um, and then I had a wonderful professor, uh, Rena Sharon, out at UBC. And actually, I'm really fortunate because my collaborative pianist, who is another one of my close friends, he had it was one of his prerequisites to take uh, these, I think they just called it collaborative lessons. I can't remember what they called it. Yeah. Um, Rena Sharon, I think, lives on another plane of this universe. A wonderful plane. Somewhere where we where all want to be. Where she's in yeah. tune with essences and colors and all kinds of things. Um, hmm. And usually I find that bogus. But for some yeah, reason I left every one of her lessons crying. That's a little beyond my realm of... You know, it was until I'm, I met her. I'm opening up to that. She's one of those people who could point to a, a poster of clouds and say, play like that, and you'd be sobbing and oh. playing like that. And <laughs> I don't know how she did it. You know what it was? It was also the setting of her office. It didn't have any of those fluorescent lights. She had oh. um, sheer scarves on all of these stand-up lights from the 50s. So everything oh. kind of glowed this yellow and red. And there was this grand piano. It looked very gothic. Yeah. You were always playing in the pitch dark, trying to find your notes. But for somehow you could then feel them and almost smell them. It was so cool. Um, And I remember um, 
I have an old ear and an old taste in music. And I wanted to play all Bach transcriptions of string of string anything. And um, we were playing a sonata, and she somehow accessed how I felt about the piano on that day. Right. Um, it was basically like, I don't know what it was, but it was otherworldly hmm. in some way. And I remember I was just crying all over my saxophone while playing, but it didn't affect my playing. It was almost like it was my voice. Hmm. And all of a sudden I had a complete new appreciation of the instrument, completely. And it was one of those one of those little run-throughs that you don't think will change your life when you start. Right. But by the end, you're a different person. And hmm. I, I think that that really struck me hard. Because um, it was like I'd found it again, hmm. almost. Hmm. It had been a long time since I'd had that. So it was, it was very cool. Um, I'm not sure I, I ever had... Because most people that I think that... Um, that say that they feel like their instrument is an, is an mm-hmm. extension of them, they can probably remember a, the moment when mm-hmm. they started feeling like that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever felt like that. I've never been attached to any of my instruments. That's so interesting. And because lately, it, doesn't, it wouldn't sound like that. So. Well, yeah. I'm good at faking, I guess. <laughs> See, that's what I meant. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, you fake it till you make it. Um, speaking of that, I've, I've been talking with my friend Peter Saravalli. He's a guitarist. You've met him. Yeah. I'm just saying this for the audience. Yeah. Um, I was telling him that I've kind of felt like an imposter lately because I'm, well, I'm finding myself playing in, in pits with some seriously great musicians, like in Gateway Theater, sitting next to Derry Byrne, who practices every morning Mm -hmm. for hours, I'm guessing. And I, I've probably put in, you know, a handful of hours. Yeah. Yeah, but in what's com- your saying? In comparison. Say your I favorite know. saying. Well the audience doesn't know it. But confidence. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you can't pretend to be confident. It's a costume. The more you wear it it becomes part of yeah, your skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretending to be confident and being confident look the same to an outsider. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um So yeah, I mean I'm 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 in a way I guess I'm just pretending to be confident mm-hmm. on my instrument. I'm pulling it off but yeah. it's not as rewarding yeah so i was saying to peter that i felt at, like a bit of an imposter amongst yeah some seriously good musicians and that i want to bring my uh commitment level to my instrument up yeah. and i want to feel like it's an extension yeah. of me and i want to feel like every time i pick it up i know how it's going to react mm-hmm. to me yeah um and i've never really felt like that i don't some people name their instruments i, I couldn't care less oh, no, i don't do that no, I, some every time somebody hits my instrument into something in a rehearsal, I'm like, ah, whatever. That's because you know you can. Fix I need it. a new one anyway. <laughs> like yeah. I really don't care about yeah. my instruments the way that some people do. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think I'd like to get to that point, but it's gonna take some. I hope you do because it's see the first time I ever felt like that, I probably only about three times. Yeah. Um, actually, that's not true. I've had kind of um reflections or ripple effects mm. of certain ones, but uh, I was 15. No, I'll I'll never ever forget that day. Um, it was actually when I knew I was supposed to be a conductor. I knew. Um, this is a good story, and this is another attribute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By by connected to your instrument, you're talking about conducting. Conducting. Yeah, and see, okay. this is where a lot of people. There's a lot of controversy on whether people should call it, themselves it, it conductors. It is an instrument. It is. Absolutely. You know, and you know what? It is. Um, I'm gonna. I've I've written 
part of a book that's called Dedications from a Silent Musician, mm-hmm. because it's true. A conductor is silent until other people give them their voice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was 15. I was really fortunate to start so young. And I'm sure um, a lot of people wave the baton in front of people. But um, it was profoundly, yeah, it was profoundly... Yeah. Uh, it was life altering. Uh, I walked. What I basically what I did was in grade eleven I took um, mentorship, so that I could learn all the instruments because I already knew I wanted to be a music teacher and uh, just educator was what was on my mind, so I could learn all the instruments week by week. And Mr. Knapp came up to me one day, and actually this is why I drink Sawmill Creek wine. Oh yeah. <laughs> because the first piece he asked me to conduct was from Standard of Excellence called Sawmill Creek. Oh, <laughs> the wine's okay. That's um, a- <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> what? No, I'm serious. I actually, that's why I saw it once in the store and I was like, I have to. It's like. God, I, I never would have remembered that. Oh, no. I Well, I also teach from it now, but I remember Salmo Creek. No. Um, no, but so here, it all goes with the moment. And he said, you're teaching this in 10 minutes. It was during recess. Oh. Um, Good luck. <laughs> I was like, oh, dear Lord, two goes left. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. And he gave me the stick. And, and what he did was, is it was the same thing, actually, my university professor did, too, where he shakes your hand and he twists your wrist. Yeah, I did this. And, he, and this yep. one, he places the baton in your hand. And then he just said, go. Yeah. And, Zero uh, instruction. Deal with what you're naturally what you capable can do. of producing. Yeah. And... Maybe he saw build, something. Build on what you already naturally do. Yeah. yeah rather than forcing. Yeah. Because yeah. what I did was, I don't even know how to explain this without sounding like a wicker or something, but um, I remember looking at a sea of like 70 grade eights. Mm. Terrified of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're just looking at you and he's already made the announcement like Nina's going to do this for whatever, 15 minutes. Mm. And I had to create the whole lesson plan in 10 minutes or whatever. But I remember standing on the podium. And looking at the sea of expectant people, and it was like something from the ground reached up and grabbed my feet. Right. And I remember so distinctly thinking, this is where I'm supposed to be for the rest of my life. Oh, well, that's good. And when I raised my arms, and I just, it was like I was holding the sound in my hand, and it was the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, I've always been someone who could equate sound to shape. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just what I was, I was built with or something, or maybe it was from right. when I was growing up. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm also Greek, so I talk with my hands. It all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, if you can't um, see her, yes. Yes, yes. I'm almost knocking everything down if you can't see me. But um, <laughs> um, I don't know why we were saying if they can't you see You can't her. see me. Of I'm almost knocking everything down. Um, <laughs> She's a hand talker. <laughs> Very much so. I'm pretty sure I would be silent if my hands were done. But you know what? That, that says something about... Uh, what you naturally are exactly supposed to do exactly and that's why so much after of conducting that, just, is non-verbal yes it's it's all non-verbal yeah. actually i don't know it's it's completely well, non-verbal you know when you do your master's so you're supposed to take a mind class important. even yeah. yeah 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 um but i'll never forget that that's when i knew yeah and i'm pretty sure that's what it must feel like when you find the one those people who are lucky enough to do that or where you just know it's in your gut yeah um it's like you're designed for something yeah you know, and it doesn't mean I didn't have to work to get good because I'm pretty sure Sawmill Creek stunk that day. Um, <laughs> and I probably made a thousand mistakes, but it's never really good that good to begin. No, with. it's not the best piece. Sorry, composer, but <laughs> or, or the best wine. <laughs> it's okay. It does the trick. Let's just put it that way. Um, it's cheap. It's like seven dollars. What can I say? Yeah. It's got a screw off cap, you know. Um, so... That's actually. I know. Strangely, it's better. Well, there you go. Court. And there's an advertisement for Sawmill Creek. It has that's, a that's, screw-off cap. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so you know it's good. That's right. Um, no, but I've heard the same thing about um, beers. It's actually better for beer to be in a can. Oh. Because there's no light transfer. But it just looks smaller. Well, it has nothing to do with size. Sometimes. No, no I mean, because light is the enemy yeah, of know, beer. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. So there's absolutely zero light getting through the can whereas the bottle it doesn't matter what color it is that's oh. why they're brown right they're tended for that reason y- yeah and th- this is why anything in a green bottle tastes kind of skunky yeah that's because Note the self. light that gets yeah well like like um or even a clear bottle like corona oh, is yeah. especially skunky Tyler or like heineken or any of those they're all flavored like that because of the bottle not because of the beer interesting that's I wonder what li- it tastes like if what it would taste like in a dark bottle yeah it would have to be bottled in a colored bottle or a can from hmm. the get-go. Yeah, right from out of the brewery. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway, sorry, random tangent. That's okay. Sawmill <laughs> Creek, purchased today. <laughs> Only $7. <laughs> Does this mean that they're going to send us free wine? Sawmill Creek, please think, sponsor our podcast. <laughs> I don't think there's enough people listening. You know, maybe, when hey, maybe... you never know. Our first listener could work at Sawmill Creek. Yeah, you want a P.O. box? There you go. Yeah, but anyway, that was my... Um, it was almost an addiction mm. after that moment. Um, and everything that came my way after that was a wonderful result. So, And it was like I found my instrument. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. I, as I said, I never really felt home with anything. Piano was as close as it could get. Right. Um, but, and the only reason yeah. that... Um, and we, we call it an instrument, but in your undergrad university doesn't call it an instrument no i know it's such a shame i turned it into that yeah this is why you had to play saxophone was because they didn't define conducting as an instrument but to be fair you should be able to be a good musician before you're a good conductor absolutely i think that's absolutely crucial yeah um there's no way to fake that there's no way to fake but they didn't um it's not that they didn't view your piano as enough yeah but uh it was that the the terms of the degree. Yeah, that's it's what's on paper, aren't it? Yeah. yeah, you had to. You had to have a major, uh, not not a major and a minor, but uh, a primary and a secondary, secondary instrument. And, yeah. and conducting didn't count for either of those. Yep, which sucked because that's so what you spent the most time was, on. Piano was your secondary. Yes. But you still had no primary, which is why the saxophone comes in. Exactly. And you couldn't use conducting. No. Yeah. But it was, you know what, actually, it was also Which, a blessing in disguise in some ways. Um, yeah, well, I suppose. You, you're the kind of person that will find, um, you'll find a positive in that. I try to. I didn't yeah. used to. Actually, you probably brought yeah, that up to me more yeah, than anything. That's, but... that's definitely my way of going about it. But, but then I wonder. It's easier to think that now, though, than it was when you were in the university. Yeah. When you are in the university, I know for a fact, you hated the saxophone. Oh my god, yeah. I was the notorious practice room with because, swear words and minimal notes, and everyone yeah, knew it if I practiced Because that. it was the thing you had to practice. Yeah, it was yeah, the It wasn't the thing, thing you wanted to practice. I did that for the grade. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Actually, it was because I didn't know how to practice. I didn't know how There's to practice a, until a last year. A lot of people don't know how to practice. And you know what? That's why that's the first thing I teach my students. Even though you know how to practice, though, it doesn't mean you'll do it. Yes, but I wish I had known yeah. then, because I probably would have I would have spent less time swearing and threatening my saxophone. Um, I mean, I know, how, I know how to practice, but I'm the worst for practicing. That's because you can sight read. That's a problem. Yeah, but that's, again, that's that <laughs> imposter thing. I guess. Right? You just feel like, I feel like I haven't worked hard enough for it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So. I kind of get that. I mean, 
Um, I do think sight reading is the best skill you can have because if you can sight read 80%, you only have to learn 20%. Yeah. But, it, it is extremely valuable. But, but at the same time, it can stop you from actually learning how to learn things, <laughs> which was my problem a yeah. lot of the time. Um, in the Again, in the introductory episode, I had talked about, and this is a recurring theme with me right now, Yeah. Uh, how much I hate the word talent. Mm-hmm. And I think I've heard this rant. I think I've yeah. It, I won't get into it, but I it's think, a good rant. Yeah, it, well, I guess if you're into that kind of thing, if you do, if you disagree with me, then it's not a good rant. But, um, I think up until this point, I've relied pretty heavily on my talent, mm-hmm. and I hate that word. And I hate when people say that I'm talented yeah. because they're like they're calling me out on it. Yeah, and I hate that I've relied on it. Mm-hmm. It's not rewarding to rely on That's talent. Right. I want to work for it, but, but I have But here's another thing, though. I think that this talent very much has to do with nature versus nurture. Because for the audience who doesn't know this, um, Drew grew up in a very musical yeah, household. I did, I did yeah. talk about that in the, right. in the intro. Um, so you were... It's like a language. You were... You were programmed fluently with the language before you could speak it, right? Yeah. And so that's why I'm pretty sure it bled into your playing right away, oh, which is sure. great. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to know if it would have been otherwise. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like earning a million dollars versus being given a million dollars. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not complaining. Yeah. But it's not the same as earning a million dollars. I get it. I get it. Right? It's the rewarding factor. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, like, my parents were like giving me a million dollars from day one yeah with the with the music right actually i kind of think that they were more setting up the bank account for you well yeah fine but you know <laughs> when it when it comes time for when i turn 18 or whatever and it, they hand over to the, the million fund. dollars I, gotcha. I don't have to do any work now i got a million dollars <laughs> i see right but you and, still do the work uh not as much as some other like uh, my, well, and, some of my I friends. Mean, there's a truth to that though that some people do have to work harder for than others, and maybe That's they true. appreciate it more than yeah. you. maybe. But I mean, I think it's also how we think, how we're programmed, yeah. how we've grown up. So I also I'm, uh, I'm kind of relentless with my like I'm never happy with my skill level. That's every musician. Not every musician. Well, then they have stopped learning. <laughs> Everyone that I choose go to backwards. work with, yeah. Um, <laughs> So even when I'm, it's strange because like thinking back about my skill level in high school, yeah, I don't feel like I'm any better. I know I am, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel any different to me. Yeah, but then again, I mean, think about it. There's a video out there of me playing probably hot cross buns yeah. with my concert band, and I thought that I was hot stuff back then, Yeah, and probably thought I was super pro, even though I only knew five notes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I probably have that same feeling now, and, I st- and now I know all the notes, but it doesn't mean they're good notes, yeah. right? And I think it's, it's, it's very hard to differentiate memory mm. from how you felt at the actual moment, right? So, in high school, you probably didn't sound like you didn't do no, now. I, I know, I don't. Right. I have DVDs that you found over there of me playing. Yeah, but you I don't was... have to discredit being proud of what you did no. back then, right? No, I, to me, back then, I was, I was great. Yeah. I, I thought I was the best. Yeah. Oh, I have a story about that. But now, I, I, I don't feel any different. Like, I haven't worked harder than yeah. when I was in high school. But yeah. I, I know I am better, but I don't know. It's, it's a strange feeling. Yeah, I, I get it though. I see that. Um, so uh, at least you wear it well. Well, yeah, helps? I yeah, I guess. I mean, there's a reason why you're the first song call, right? <laughs> for some, <laughs> for some things, not for yeah. everything. Oh, 
that's okay. You have to be the first for something before you get other things. It. Yeah, exactly. See, haha, yeah. the irony. Well, that's <laughs> that's so. Some of my goals this year are to. Uh, um, I want to put myself in situations where I'm not comfortable. I want to be called out. Most, yeah. I don't want. I don't called out. It's not the right way of putting it. I want to put myself in positions where I must practice. Oh, where point. I in order in order because I hate I hate being the strongest. Yeah, you never learn as much as when you you're the weakest. Yeah, yeah you I don't totally get agree. anything. Well, not, you don't get anything, but you don't get much out of it. Yeah, I, I would I rather agree. I would rather find that I'm like I'm having to pull up my bootstraps mm-hmm. to keep up. So and I I don't mean to brag, but I don't find myself in that situation yeah. very often. No, I get that. So I'm um, trying to put myself in that position. So yeah. one of my th- I'm scheduling this stuff right now. Um, Spoiler alert, I'm probably going to be putting out an album this year um, with a uh, jazz sextet, six of us. Uh, and that's to, to work on my improv chops. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got, um, I'm, I'm in talks with a, a label and a studio. Yeah. I've got everybody lined up. I got the tunes figured out. Um, but uh, that's to get my improv chops yeah. going. Because I feel that's a serious weak link in my playing. Yeah. Is Ditto when I'm a sax player. Yeah, getting, right? yeah, I find myself like shying away from gigs yeah. because ah, I'm not that great of an improviser. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not enough work these days to say like, well, I'm just a classical trombonist. Yeah. No, you're just a trombonist and you have to do it all. Yeah. I sometimes wish improv so, wasn't part of the package deal because as a saxophone oh, player, I, like, love I love being a second alto player in a oh. jazz band. That is the best seat <laughs> in the house. I, I, love, <laughs> I love improvising. I just can't. It's not that I can't do it, but I'm just not up to, I'm not up to the skill level where yeah. uh, my friends are. Yeah. So it's, I'm clearly the weak link, mm-hmm. so I want to get better at it. Right. Um, so stuff like that where um, I'm trying to put myself in those positions rather than wait for those situations to come up. See, that's smart, creating the opportunities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that. Um, I don't know if there's any others that I'm doing this year. That's that's kind of the big one for oh, this your year. Funk group. The funk group was another re- mm-hmm. another uh, another way of achieving the same yep. goal. Um, I have a funk band called Funkifies. We're a ten piece. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, we're okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it. I'm say I say that a lot. Uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, um, but. Uh, we got a long ways to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I find myself looking at YouTube videos of this group that I discovered, Tim Akers and the smoking section. It just makes me like want to quit music. Yeah, but that's what happens <laughs> when you listen to anyone in that show. I know, right? yeah. <laughs> but so, it, there's no reason to not to aspire to Actually, that. there was a moment today. I, I, I think I told you earlier when I first discovered that group on YouTube was in the intermission from today's show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh... I just we walk down to the pit and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna play my measly like <laughs> chitty chitty bang bang. It just it's just not somehow uh, it's not as important after listening to yeah something that incredible. Yeah, but you can't let that get you down. I mean, when I was in my prime on piano playing the Black Keys Etude, which is just um, when you do it right, it's ridiculously hard. If you go on YouTube, you can find some five year old virtuoso play, yeah. and of course you yeah. want. But that's quit. the only thing they can play. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, th- that's another thing is there's always a light to a dark right or dark to a light there's another side that, of that video you are not seeing 
right? Yeah, like the fact that that kid has no of, life yeah. or um, parents who beat it out of them or, yeah. you know, all yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. That kid yeah. isn't being a kid necessarily. Yes, yeah. they're awesome. They are a great piano player, but what else are they? Yeah. Right? So I really, I, I question videos like that, but at the same time, it's like, damn. I wish I could have done that at five because think yeah. about how farther ahead I'd be now, right? Yeah, of course you have that question. Yeah. I get it. Anyway. So but you know what? I, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm it. just, yeah, I'm just trying to legitimize myself as a musician this year mm-hmm. rather than just sort of like, eh, I happen to play the trombone okay. <laughs> uh, so. Quite the optimist you are. Yeah. <laughs> I think we flipped places. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. okay so that's really interesting i, I have i have a little a, a short story like this stories. is an this is another one from chitty chitty bang bang the other night um so there's um for those of you that don't know the story there is two children in the show whatever <laughs> there are two children in the show yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry, I had a little grammar moment there. <laughs> um, and uh, their names are Jeremy and Jemima, uh, the characters' names. And the kid that's playing Jeremy walks into the stairwell before the show. The band doesn't have a green room, and we're not allowed to be in the pit right. after 7.30 and before 7.50. So we, don't, we have nowhere to go, so we hang out in the stairwell. And this kid that's wanders... Fine. Yeah, it's great fun. So this kid wanders into the stairwell because it's it's like a huge cement stairwell mm-hmm. and there's lots of reverb. Oh no, it's the parking lot effect. Yeah. So the, anyway, this kid walks in and he goes, "Echo," <laughs> and I just I like I stare him right down and I'm like, "Reverb." There's a difference, and he just like so deflated turns around you and walks broke a child I crushed, you broke a child <laughs> i crushed this poor kid's dreams i felt like i was supposed to apologize for like the rest of the day probably it was really, <laughs> it was really funny though that is terrible yeah that anyway. poor child will remind you of the evil remember you as the evil trombone player who crushed his dreams i know <laughs> uh i say some of the meanest things to the kids without meaning to you good job teacher <laughs> father like what? Not Tell me the rest. Soon. You can edit Not all of it out. Not anytime soon. <laughs> you know what? No, but I, I'm not going to condemn you too much for that because I have permanent foot and mouth syndrome, as I've been saying all day, because I find it's worse and worse every day. Um, but yeah, I wish very much we had an edit button on things we ha- say in life. Yeah, that'd be handy. Oh, you think a lot more about what you say before you say it i usually, don't i just usually yeah. spit it out and this is why i laugh at my, all of my own jokes um because <laughs> someone has to because i think i'm funny um but i i often offend people without meaning to uh, i think i think you often think you offend people but see that when you really don't that's a problem though because sometimes when i think i'm not offending anyone i'm offending everyone yeah and i have no idea because i'm oblivious to the world or i'm super conscious of possibly offending everyone that i just say all the wrong things anyway right so i'm not a harmful person i think that's my big thing is that i never intentionally want to hurt someone sometimes i wish i could but i just i'm not capable of it i'm not yeah in any way mean um but uh yeah it's not earned me the best reputation professionally that's for sure yeah but yeah i don't think you have to apologize for 
I think I said this recently. You don't have to apologize for being you. Sometimes I should. <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. Um, I think... I don't know. This is, this is a quote that, again, Peter, my friend, and I, we just yeah. find ourselves saying all the time, you do you. <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the bottom of a... That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I do me. And I like... 90% of me. I just wish I had a mute button sometimes, that's all. Yeah. Then you wouldn't be you. Yeah, but You'd be no, you I'd just a be a little button. bit more eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, eloquence button. There's an easy button and an eloquence yeah, button. Yeah. I'd rather just... that. No, I always say I say this all the time. There is the But that's right like thing that's like say... having a built-in thesaurus though. We can tell when it's not. <laughs> I have a wicked thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> just for the record. Um no, but that goes with my whole, uh, I, I feel like there's like this bubble of what's cool, like the right time to show up at something, or that video everybody's seen and all this stuff, and then there's Nina. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. always outside, kind of looking in, just nodding along. Yeah, that's me a lot of the time. <laughs> and I'm okay with that, because that's still closet band geek, or yeah, not right. so closet yeah. band geek. Um, <laughs> but, uh... You know what I find funny? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're talking about, um, you know, finding that funny video, YouTube video, or whatever. Yeah. I, I find... Uh, kind of hilarious and mostly really annoying when somebody finds like anything a picture a video a comic or something yeah remotely involving a trombone i get i get like five or ten facebook posts yeah ha you must you You probably think this this is funny god i saw that yeah i know like three years ago when somebody thought it was funny I've seen them all. Please don't bother posting them yeah. to my wall. <laughs> well, it comes with, like, the teacher gift territory. I have treble clef candle holders. Yeah, I have a yeah. tea towel that has the whole sheet music to the first Noel. slightly musical, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful that, say, the treble clef is a beautiful thing unto itself. Yeah. But I really don't want to be surrounded by musical everything all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, no. Um, thank you to everyone who's ever given me a gift of any they're, kind. They're not listening. <laughs> I know. But never again. Nobody's listening. Guess what I look like? Sawmill Creek wine. Get me that instead. Are you listening, Sawmill Creek? <laughs> That's right. We're going to send this to you, Sawmill Creek. Yeah. <laughs> With a nice poster. Hashtag free wine, please. <laughs> yes. Although I don't know what that means because yes, I'm so you're, yeah, Twitter. You're so not. <laughs> I'm okay, okay with that. If I die without social media i think i'm okay you know what you're you're better for it um, why is that because everyone who says that it's, i think secretly doesn't mean it well it's kind it's kind of like uh i don't know we all i think everybody can agree that it's better to read a book than to read an ebook yeah but we all still read ebooks Sorry, well i'll tell you that you're better off but we don't follow our own example. Yeah, I guess so. Because it's way easier to read the ebook. <laughs> yeah, except again, it's the texture. It's the texture. So the thing. fact, the yeah. fact that you're actually staying away from those things, yeah. we're envious of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, if I could stay away from yeah. any of this crap. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Shut Epiphany. Down. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, I mean, if I could stay off Facebook, yeah. if I if I could help it, I think though, um, it's kind it's kind of like cars. Mm-hmm. We all kind of need a car, just to be successful, these days. That's really interesting because I see cars. Um, it's not necessarily like there's a lot of people yeah. out there that would really like they would like to not have a car. 
to not have the expense, to not mm. have the yeah the commute. Yeah. Right. But we all need one. Facebook and yeah, I'm not picking on Facebook. All of these social media things yeah. have become essential. Even if you don't want one, you probably need one because the rest yeah. of the world has one. I know, and I, I'm. It's I'm a cell delaying. phone too. I'm right? delaying. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I, I'm. I still yeah. know somebody who doesn't have a cell phone. I two people. See, I almost think it's a safety issue at this point sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. But you know what? People managed. And you know what? Again, you're right. I'm envious of that person for being yeah. able to do it. That's uh, Malcolm Francis, yeah. the French horn player in yeah. Chitty. Yeah, he doesn't have a cell phone. That's remarkable. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you brought up the car thing because a car, I think, is one of those. Remember, I said I see metaphors everywhere. Yeah. A car is one of them. Yeah. Um, yes, a car has always been necessary to my life. Yeah. Well, I, I grew up around cars, and for me... It, it really is an extension of you. I know how much you yes. value cars. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's very, why it's I can only drive stick shift. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't even like the paddle shifters. There's something wrong about click, click, click. Uh, I, no, I'm sorry. Mm, and here's why. If it's in a Ferrari, I'm not going to complain. Yes, but that would be my second car. <laughs> <laughs> That's the for that, fun yeah, car. Yeah, that's the for yeah. fun car. No, I need to be able to throw in the clutch and reef the shifter from first to second. There's yeah. something so cathartic about doing that. And you wonder why you have car troubles. I don't have car troubles. Because you reef on. Okay, I don't rip at it. Okay, for all the ladies out there who drive stick, you can all agree that driving stick in stilettos, there's nothing hotter about than that. That is the pinnacle right there. Uh, yeah, there's something James Bondian about that. <laughs> uh, and yes, that is now think... an era. <laughs> but no, there's something about being able to get in the car and exploring. You know what? Okay, here's a weird merging of my philosophies. I'm mm-hmm. averted to technology in some ways, except for the GPS. And yeah, here's but, why. But even your GPS Yeah, is... mine's old, so it got me in some trouble. <laughs> but one of my favorite things to do in the world is, because well, I, I don't sleep very much, um... But say at like 2 a.m. I just cannot sleep. Yeah. And I cannot stay in my house. Yeah. I will just throw on my shoes, get in my car, and drive. Yeah. Um, with absolutely no destination. I usually head out into the valley. And um, if there's a road that I've never been down that's completely dark, that's the one I'll take. Mm. And I will explore until the road has no end or private property signs. Um, and then just keep exploring because you find new things. I found some of the most beautiful views mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the entire lower mainland, I'm pretty certain, from these random drives. Yeah. Um, like, for example, I kind of <clears throat> snuck through a road that was a construction road. I'm pretty sure it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> into where they're developing up the top of the mountain of Coquitlam. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is before they'd built anything, but they had just demolished everything. Mm. And I remember pulling up, it's probably like 3 o'clock in the morning, and you could see the entire lower mainland as, of just this, like, huge amount of, it was a cluster of freckles, almost, of light. Mm. Yeah. Over the entire, the entire city. And I remember thinking, I will be the last person to see this as it is, because soon there will be house after house yeah, after house. Yeah, there'll be stuff built, yeah. Exactly. And, and, and I just love that. And then you know what you do when you're tired? You throw on the GPS and you find home. Yeah. That I like very very much or um, the bottom of lake no <laughs> if it's your gps <laughs> okay so for those of you who don't understand yeah. what is going on here <laughs> see when i'm lost i frantically phone everyone i know <laughs> truth <laughs> truth and drew is always the first because he seems to have this great internal map and he's also lived in places i have not but let's just say my gps is as old as my car which is a 2007 acura and i did not know this 
So I was trying to find a new house. There are there are bridges that didn't exist. Yes, there were ferries and water and all kinds of things in place <laughs> where I could not go. Um, I was trying to get from Tapestry Music and White Rock to Maple Ridge slash Mission. And for those of you who don't know, there used to be a little tiny ferry that would take you across a river. Well, the ferry's gone and the bridge is in its place, but the bridge is nowhere near where the ferry is. So um, I tried... I plugged it into my GPS, which took me to this little tiny island, which, by the way, is trapped by, like, six rows of train tracks. And, of course, with my luck, I'm already an hour late for a two-hour lesson. I drive, and I hit a no-exit slash cliff where the river was, because the ferry is no longer there. And I turn around, and there are three trains. One by one. And I was trapped on a little island in Langley. Finally got to my lesson. Um, and then, oh no, it was backwards. This was the second GPS story in a week <laughs> because I tried to get from Delta to White Rock, um, in 15 minutes. Oh. And I took all the wrong ways. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, it can happen if you well. go on the right on the right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was bad. So I ordered a new GPS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... In the meanwhile of that, I'm also very grateful for Bluetooth, for being able to phone people and say, where <laughs> the hell am calling. I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you please explain to me what <laughs> road I am on? <laughs> because I where see a lot I? of farms and nothing else. <laughs> they're new farms. They're nice farms, but they're farms. <laughs> 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 anyway, that was a really random story about nothing like what we're talking about. It doesn't but, matter. Yeah, you it's know, fine. Technology sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's great when it works. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I break things by looking at them. <laughs> you know this. Um, I don't think I've ever hooked up anything successfully. Yeah. Not, thanks. <laughs> I know, because no. I'm always the one that hooks I know, up after. I know, I know. I think that boys are meant to do <laughs> electronics, and girls thank them. <laughs> I don't care if that's sexist. Any of you feminist viewers out there? That's I look, too I look bad. forward to your letters. <laughs> and get boys to say your stuff. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I just... Just, just uh, ask for help. No, you know where the... It doesn't have to be a boy. <laughs> but none of the girls I know know how to do this, so there's something to that. I'm just going to chalk that up to coincidence. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <Okay>. think so. <laughs> um, no, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are girls who can do it. I'm just definitely not one of them. I'm one of those people who, when things go wrong, I just hit all the buttons. And I hope for the best. And then I start pulling things out of stuff and have no idea where it's supposed to go back. And then I break things. So that is the end of that story. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I had some. I had some. Canned, Ask away. I had some canned questions in here. Yes. Um. Oh, I don't know. Which one would you like to answer? Pick Let's one. See. Let's see. Um. What's your favorite number? <laughs> what? Yeah. What's your favorite number? That's super interesting. I meant pick the question that's with that number. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Worst interview ever. They don't, they don't, they don't want to know what your favorite number is. See, that was a hipster answer, just for the record. It's too obscure, you'll never understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked the number seven before it was popular. Yeah, that's, yeah. Of course, yes. And number six, that's so over. Yeah. <laughs> number eight is next. So, yeah, yesterday. But I discovered eight first. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, no, I, I had one here. We'll, we'll go this go for it. route, route, whatever you want to say. Boss phase. Because we're having a, a craft beer and I'm obsessed with beer. And yes. 
at least two of the questions on the page. There's not that many of them. At least two of them are about beer. Sure. Uh, what does the craft beer vinyl and vintage movement mean to you? The slashes between all of those. Um, well. I, I know that's super vague. No, it, it is, could but mean absolutely no, it, nothing. It, it, it kind of just ends my head in a lot of different directions. There's a one. second half of the question. You can yeah. choose to hear it now or after. After, thank after. you. Um, after. So, second half of the question after. Okay. What does it mean to me? Yeah. Um, again, vinyl has texture. And you mm. uh, and I have very different views on vinyl. I actually like vinyls when they crackle a little bit. Oh, no. Yeah, you know why? Um, that's like that's like getting hit in the head with popcorn sitting in a movie theater. It no, just pulls me away. That's just because you hate popcorn. No, no, it, has, it could be, it could be a, a shoe. It just pulls me away from the experience. Oh, okay. So maybe you're looking at it a different as a different experience. Okay. See, here's um, I love recordings, but I also have a pet peeve against recordings because something has turned something human into something robotic, because it will be the same mm. result every single time. And I think music is so temperamental mm. um, and very uh, dependent on a moment, and it's uh, so I almost think recording is cheating it sometimes, just sometimes. Um, so the crackling is mm. a, it's a flaw. It's a reminder. It's a variable. It's a variable. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that is something that I can appreciate. Again, it's got texture. Mm. Right. So that's why I can kind of appreciate it. Plus I think I'm kind of an old soul where I'm duplicated from an, an era where, you know, final was the new thing. Um, so it just, uh, I think throws me into that simpler kind of mm. state that came around that era too. I can so. think, I can think of a. I kind of have a phrase for summing up the sort of hipster movement. Maybe After hipster... we just made it, how many hipster jokes? Well, but I think <laughs> as much as we all like to make fun of hipsters, maybe hipster is not the right word, um, but you'll get the idea. Mm -hmm. um, it's an appreciation of quality over quantity. Yeah. Right? Yep. To me, it's, um, and I, I, I did briefly talk about this in the intro as well, uh, that a lot of new artists are, are always answering the question of how many or how much. How many mm -hmm. albums can I cram onto this track? How many albums can I release? How many, sorry, let me try that again. How many tracks can I yeah. fit onto this album? How many albums can I release this year? Yeah. How much money can I make from those albums? Again, that's a, one of the reasons and why now, I don't think it works. And now, getting back to uh, the the sort of the roots of releasing music mm -hmm. available at home, vinyl, yeah. uh, it's an appreciation of... Because now we have the ability to have thousands and thousands of songs. At a click, yeah. Yeah, one mouse click away. Yeah. We, can, we can even access ones that we don't actually own. Yeah. Right? But in going back to vinyl you're appreciating having a few songs of mm -hmm. good quality yeah. over thousands yeah. at terrible quality. Yeah. Um, and I think the same goes for craft beer. It's the same principle underlying. Mm -hmm. I would much rather have one great beer than a dozen crap. No, I agree. Right. Actually, it's, it's all the yeah. same kind of uh, return to quality mm -hmm. as the important thing. Yeah. I also think, um, actually, it's really interesting that you bring up that connection between the vinyl and this, because I also think that how you discover that is the same. 
Mm. For um, for example, uh, I have a huge record collection. Uh, I don't really have new records. I have yeah. many old, priceless, mm. beautiful records. And that, the art of collecting records and what they mean and what's on them came from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Right? I grew up with records just always being on. But it was kind of that mentorship sort of process that I remember so much about them. That's why they were like one of my most prized possessions, I guess. Um, and craft beer... You're my mentor in that. Because back then, oh, I had... Shucks. No, I'm serious. I had no idea. I was yeah. the person who was... If I had to choose something, I'd pick, like, Smirnoff ice or something. Because oh. it tastes like juice or something stupid <laughs> like that. Um, and I was thinking, like... Um, I was I was never the rebel of any kind. But I couldn't tell anything from anything. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like beer. Mm-hmm. At the very mm-hmm. beginning, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was an acquired taste for me. Um, yeah, it was for me too. Yeah, probably yeah. because I was introduced to kokanee, which is, uh, are you allowed to say your favorite phrase? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Industrial weasel piss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I tell everybody, by the way. Yeah. Um, it yeah. is gross, but it is cheap, and it is the beer you drink after all the good beer is gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, what it is. It's, it's a session and beer. It is. And yeah, because you, you can have 12 of them at a time and not feel a thing. That's right. It yeah. serves a purpose, yeah. right? Um. But, and probably people go through those phases where you want to chug back a keg and have it not cost anything. But I think maybe um, learning, like, um, that... But that's, but that's, again, that's just an importance of quantity over quality. Yeah. It's just a, it's a reversal. But also what goes into it, right? I mean, because you started making beer, I started to appreciate the whole process. Yeah, absolutely. The scientific process, the creative process, I, and, everything that goes into one. to flip the, I don't know, to flip the thing once again. Yeah. You were the person that got me started into brewing. Oh, yeah, I guess I was. I forgot about that. So you're at fault for all of this. Oh, you can't blame me for your new obsession. <laughs> that is not right. I completely so, forgot I yeah. did that. It was, yeah. I had been talking about it, and then you you got me as a gift a, a one-gallon homebrew kit. Oh, dear. Yeah. I'm the enabler. So it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there you go. It's reciprocated. Yeah. But I have had that beer, <laughs> and it was a wonderful... Yeah, it was very good. No, yeah. no, not that one. I mean, the many after, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're... Um, it's a wonderful obsession, if you mm. remember it that way, um, because you do like it. You can share it. I think that's great. Yeah, well, It's I, social. At the quantity I make... I have to share it. Yeah, see, he blames me for getting him one jug. <laughs> Do you mind telling the I, audience? I already, it was in okay, the intro. they already know. If, if, that well, if he, you listen yeah. to the first episode, you, you already know. Yeah, I have. He been. has burdened his sister <laughs> by moving all of his gear into her new house, okay? <laughs> and before that, he had lost a closet to it and a bathtub and all kinds of things. So. Yeah, it was kind of all consuming for a while. Yes, and, um, and yeah. But yeah, as I said in the first episode, <laughs> I have the capacity to be fermenting about 55 gallons at a time. Yes. Minor which is a there. lot. Yes, it is. And sadly, he doesn't share as much as he just... Why don't make that much? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, Plus the deal. It's not entirely free that I sent all of that stuff to Jenna's house. Jenna's my sister. Oh, why? They get half of what I make. Oh my goodness, what a deal. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's smart for them. Yeah. Okay. So. I didn't know that. Okay. Still, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah, it, it works out. Uh, it works out to about uh, maybe fifty or so 
bottles each time yeah. I brew a six-gallon batch. I'm still waiting for my Huckleberry Porter, by the way. There's a lot of people waiting for... No, but I started you. <laughs> you just established me as the first. Yeah, <laughs> I am okay. first in so line. So you're at the top of the wait list, but the wait list hasn't moved in a long time. Yes, but I am still first. Okay, this okay. This is important to me. <laughs> okay. You'll maintain that spot. Yay! I'm okay it with It doesn't this. mean much. <laughs> I'm okay with being first last forever. Yeah. <laughs> that is okay with me. <laughs> Um, okay, what was the other half of that question? The other half of that question, <laughs> uh, the, the first half, I'm, I'll, I'll restate it, was what does the craft craft beer slash vinyl slash vintage movement mean to you? Vintage being um, things like vinyl or or, or appreciating old furniture. Like or Exactly, we're, we're doing right now. I don't now, know how I feel about maybe some old furniture, not all. Well, there's a lot of repurposing. I guess, but I right. don't think you should repurpose a mattress. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no but like an antique end table or something like that. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of that happening right now. Um, the, the second half is, are you a part of it? Do you buy into this movement? Mm, uh, that's hard. Uh, or are, I, you, are you more of a... Um, technology no, i know i know that's um, i know the answer to that i think but... i know what you mean um are you are you still a, a quantity over quality person no i don't think so, uh, i don't uh, know that i ever was no i don't think so either um, but because i appreciate the unique yeah in everything yeah um i would rather buy a used book Knowing it had been read and loved before. That's the vintage. Right? Um, oh, absolutely. I love used books. You know, so, there's something about the smell of used bookstores, too, that just Yeah, absolutely. Me. So I would say, yes, you're a, you're a part of that yes. movement. Then. You know what I think it is? It, I think it, it's every, anyone who's a part of it is, has a desire to feel connected to the past mm. in some way, right? When you put your your craft beer down on an antique table, there's something, right? Someone else yeah. has done that before yeah. in a different time and you're reliving that. You might not know it, but yeah. it also kind of awakens the imagination at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's very powerful Yeah. because, and I think it's probably especially powerful for people who don't have that sense of purpose mm. in their life. Mm. Um, they can find it in these sorts of things, that connection in, in these sorts of little for ways, sure. yeah. right? So, For those that don't know, I'm setting my craft beer down on a cheap ikea table and i have all of those <laughs> ikea shelves that everyone owns the cube ones i mean like i mean yeah i have one yeah exactly everybody has that same shelf um but at the same time for example one of my favorite stores is ridiculously expensive um it's um it's a Basically, it's a furniture building store, mm -hmm. but what they do is they buy old barns. You've told me about yeah. this, yeah. And what they do is they buy an entire old barn with everything in it, the tools, the scrap wood, and they'll take the shutters and make a bed frame out of it. Mm -hmm. Or um, they'll take the tools and make a clock. Like They, they will repurpose all of it, um, and it's so skillfully done that these, these tables are worth like $10,000 each. Yeah. Um, but to know that old can be made new again and beautiful again, I think there's something yeah. so wonderful yeah. in that. Yeah, no, that's what I mean with the vintage movement. I don't know if you can do that with an Ikea table. But, no, no, um, no, no. no. The, the second this is done in this house, it's going straight to a landfill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but there's nothing to uh, again, be done. it has its purpose, too, and it's temperamental. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's cheap. Um, yeah, and yeah. you know what? People this need is, tables, too. This, so is, this is the Budweiser of furniture. <laughs> yes, it is the industrial it, it really is, table. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. It is. And, but again, there's nothing wrong with that. Though. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I came from a place where I had $17 in my bank account. Yeah. And I remember the yeah. one thing I oh, bought with I it know. was yeah. an Ikea table that you assembled for me because yeah. I don't build yeah. anything. Um, 
And, because uh, I felt like my coffee table, I needed a table. Yeah. And so I bought a coffee table. It was my desk. It was my everything. Yeah. And um, that, to me, served, it was significant because it served a really important purpose. Yeah. Is it going to last? No. I'll, for, I'll remember that coffee table forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's not quite the same as something that'll last over the decades. No, no, it, it no, it's it's not even close. No. Um, it, it's nice to be able to have a story for each mm-hmm. piece of furniture that you have that that goes beyond. Well, I bought it for twenty bucks at IKEA. Yeah, yeah, no, IKEA is really good for picture frames and candles. Yeah. It, it... Um, well, like for example, do you have any prized possessions that you would consider vintage because they were passed down or you found them somewhere? Uh, hmm. N- not off the top of my head. I don't. Well, yeah, that's very recent. Yeah, but it so, could still be significant. Yeah, that, she's pointing at a, a a little note finding device that I have on the wall. Uh, they got. They're closing the door. <laughs> they got passed down to me from my grandpa. Uh, who passed away this past summer. Um, so I haven't really had a lot of things passed down. Um, that would probably be the closest thing to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't... That's that's different, though, because I didn't even know about it until it was given to me. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have any meaning beyond right. that it belonged to him. Yeah, I just find it kind of cool yeah that he had something like that mm-hmm. he was not musical in any what what was he doing with that yeah but see that makes you wonder how did well, that that's what find I... you yeah right that to me is fascinating you could write but an it, entire it's... novel on that yeah. thing yeah no but i think it's different than uh like having a coffee table that was like okay this is an extreme example but it was like jfk's coffee table or something i guess and maybe that has a different kind of significance but see i would rather have something that was passed down to me yeah no that. Yeah, I get that too, but mm-hmm. it it doesn't really have a story per se. Hmm. I make a real uh, point of finding out what the stories are, things that yeah. pass down to me. Well, I yeah. can't. I know you can't. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where you get creative. You start to yeah, I don't... invent significance. So, yeah, I don't know. That's about as close as it gets to vintage yeah. things that I have. Um, because even like my return to vintage, like vinyl. Yeah, I bought a new turntable. Like it's not a, it's not an old turntable that I just yeah. started using again. It's mm-hmm. brand new. Uh, you also want something that works, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But <laughs> but you can have old things repaired. True. I yeah. didn't do that. I chose to buy a new turntable. So I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I don't subscribe to the vintage thing necessarily, but I do mm-hmm. the craft end of it i don't know that's fair i mean craft is trying to make something unique so it yeah, doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be old no that's it's true it's just yeah. unique yeah. which is fair i mean not all things that are old are good yeah. <laughs> right i mean just, I, although um some things that are old are much better than things that are new yeah look at my 1990 honda accord where nothing went wrong with that thing and my souped up little mini cooper that was a total lemon i mean <laughs> yeah and every past generation will tell you that they don't make them like they used to no i know and yeah, this is where so... we're bitter old hag and crotchety old man um okay and i'm okay with that yeah okay so the last part of that question right what effect do you think this has on the arts community this movement does this have any effect on the music community 
Uh, I think it opens, our music community. Uh, that's hard. I think it opens doors and closes doors. Right. Um, it opens the doors to people who haven't been found who should have been. Um, but it also, actually, it also opens doors to people who might not should. Have, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, there are some. This is a here's an aversion to the internet. Not everybody's opinion is worth reading. No. Um, and everyone seems to think that posting something means everyone should read it. Um, same thing with videos. Mm. Right. Um, it's actually, I mean, I get a lot of entertainment out of it. It's why for American Idol, I only ever watched the auditions. Cause oh, I those thought are that the best. Those are the best. I mean, you all my friends told me I'm the best. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, uh, those were fun, but at the same time that served a, an entertainment purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it, it allows artists to not hide. I think like real artists don't mm. have to hide what they do anymore. Um, and I think that they're appreciated more. Hmm. Right? That's what I think it's doing. Um, you can paint something absolutely brand new and ridiculous and an entire cafe will splash it on all of its walls. Hmm. Right? Um, I mean, this has probably been happening for a long time, but I think nowadays people are striving for finding what's different. Hmm. Um, and also remaking what's old. Like, I was listening to um, a CBC podcast. Yep. Um, CBCQ. And um, they had a woman on who is redoing 50s hits in her own oh, yeah. way. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Like, absolutely mm. wonderful. And I probably never would have listened to the 50s hits. Mm. But I love listening to her. I thought it was wonderful. I can't remember her name now. Um, and I think that's a good merging of old and new, which is the vintage meets new, right? Yeah, so, like, yeah, that, yeah, I yeah. think, can happen now. Yeah. And be appreciated now. So that I like. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. But... Oh, sure. Uh, what do you think, um, does it have any effect on us directly? Do we see any, any, a a result of any of this in the, in the... Like a booming? Like you are, yeah, in the band community, do we see any of that in the, Mm -hmm. what most people would call classical community? That's hard to say because I don't think vintage has returned yet. No, it hasn't. Um, like in the band community, I would consider... It hasn't caught up to... Um, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I think about this. I know exactly. It, it, what I it seems that like art and um, uh, what do you call it? Um, like architecture, mm-hmm. kind of always leads the way, and I don't think music has quite caught up yet. I actually think band music has strayed from that uh, in a bad way. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think I, there's I this whole desire of... to find a new sound and. I personally think there's nothing wrong with the old sound. There's a reason yeah. why it was so successful and so... It has created some uh, some good things. There are a few. Like, I would call Whitaker yes. a product of that. Oh, yes, and David Meslanka. Like, I absolutely, yeah. there are some great ones. And there are always some great ones. Um, but there's a lot more bad than there is There's a lot good. bad, And yeah. you really have to sift through this whole sea yeah. of, of junk. And it's, it's I mean... I guess it all serves a purpose, but at the same time, if there's no artistic integrity, don't play the damn piece. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is like... um, The educational tiered music. James Swearingen. All the living asses. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's... it's, Um, um, To to use this uh, 
comparison again. Yeah. He's the Budweiser of band music. Yes, and you know what? Because I remember playing Swearagin as a kid and having fun. I remember that. But now yeah. looking at it as a teacher, I don't find substance it's, in it. Yeah. So, and you know what? This is where my favorite quote comes in about this. Um, I love reading Cosmopolitan magazine. I think it's just hilarious, but I'm yeah. never going to teach it in an English class because it has no substance. Yeah. That is the same thing as playing, like, Gundam style for concert band because it's relatable. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it has zero substance. And yeah. sure, it's entertaining, but are they really going to appreciate me a concert band yeah. genre because of that? No, they're not. You're literally feeding them the Cosmopolitan magazine at 12, um, yeah. <laughs> which I just think is absolutely wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, again, maybe it's just because I have an old soul, but I think yeah. the, the origin is what all music has to go back to. Like, for example, my favorite composer right now is David Maslanka. Yeah. And he has gone back to the roots and resurrected them. Yeah. And that, I, to me, I appreciate. I, I remember going, going back a little bit to your Cosmopolitan reference. I got into a bit of a Twitter argument. Oh, great! <laughs> with, with CBC Music. Oh my God! Good for you. <laughs> they were trying to defend Justin Bieber. Okay. Yeah, and they. Why would they say? The the, I, I won't get into the specifics. You can look up my Twitter account if you ah. want, but, um, <laughs> not you, them. Uh, I don't know such things. Just for the record, <laughs> uh, they were basically just defending him. They said he was he's a he's a uh, a very talented musician. I think is the words they used. And I said, well, I guess we just have different differing opinions yeah. of the words talent and yeah. musician. Anyway, um, and here's here here's the thing about of, Justin Bieber though. He's good at his instrument. He's good, and he found an avenue to make it public and make it really rich yeah. at it. But there's he, not to say that there aren't a lot of drummers playing that in their school band rooms right now. Yeah, he's he, he's an entertainer. Yeah. I wouldn't call him a musician. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Sorry, go on with what you're saying. I interrupted you. There was, there was, um, uh, the, I guess I have to sort of elaborate on, on why. The CBC was putting on a music contest. I guess it's still happening. I don't know. Where they were going to try and determine Canada's best music class based on. That makes me mad. But they, they had, <laughs> but they had. <sighs> Uh, a series of requirements and you had to perform a piece of music by these people and I don't know what they all were there's a few options but on the list were people like Justin Bieber and the Bare Naked Ladies and yeah. not to say that we all don't listen to those people in the but. car I don't but a lot of people do Um, but it, it would be like the equivalent of trying to and this is the quote I used was it's like trying to determine Canada's best culinary class, but you're only allowed to use ingredients that McDonald's uses. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you ever ask that of a music class? Well, and I I think that is so unfair. Yeah. Because, like, you're going to get... It's not to say that we don't all eat McDonald's a lot more than we like to admit. Yeah. And this, you just brought up my aversion to all festivals. Um, I think they serve a purpose, but I don't like the word best because it really weeds out great things that are happening for example mm-hmm. there's going to be some little tiny school in saskatchewan who knows mm-hmm. where there are 12 kids in a music class mm-hmm. but there is a teacher who is influencing every single one of those kids yeah and they're isolated and that teacher's not seeking recognition so they probably won't get it yeah so why can't that person win that title yeah like yeah. why why you know I, I think you can find the worst ones Probably no problem. Yeah. But to find the best, I don't, see, that goes against my whole no competition collaboration. Like that, my whole thing, you need to collaborate, not compete. Compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Festivals, I think the only good thing about a festival is the fact that they get clinics out of it, the educational yeah. value of it. I don't think it's fair um, to judge based on one performance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they should feel good about themselves. I think there's something very yeah. wrong in yeah. that. Um, I think the educational value is the only thing that comes to There's good. nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a little competition amongst... Uh, like friendly competition, yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to rate. Oh, I, I wouldn't no. want to rate like you're the best clarinet player in this band. You're the second best clarinet player yeah. in this band. It's how about okay? Who let's um, we're all gonna learn this twelve bar yeah. passage. Whoever plays it the best gets yeah. a chocolate bar. Yeah, you know, for, sometimes a little competition goes a or, long way to inspire. Um, another thing is you never know if you can look at quote unquote with the with the worst student. Like, can you could deem someone the worst student because they're not very good at their instrument, but they're the ones loving it the most. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do you measure that? There's no way yeah. to measure yeah. the effect you're having Ignorance on is each bliss. studio. <laughs> well, I just assume it's good. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but I also make a really big effort to make sure it's good for every student. And, I, yeah. and like, today, in our rehearsal, mm-hmm. Um, I was playing timpani while the assistant director was conducting Yorkshire Ballad. And um, I got to be behind the trombone section. And I'm mm-hmm. not behind them very often. And I can hear, yes, a lot. But I can never really hear who's doing what necessarily. Right. And um, one of our students um, was playing. And I never really differentiated her from the others, right? Right. Um, or at least she had never stuck out in my mind. Mm. Um, that's not to say she was doing anything wrong. It's just not spectacular yet. Um and I was just listening to her the entire time thinking, this girl is spot on. Mm. She's not necessarily like confident about it, but wow. Mm-hmm. And I and I was thinking to myself, I have never actually told her that. Right. And how often, um, actually this brings up a really important story to me. Um, how often has she left the room thinking she's ignored? And even mm. though I try to make sure everyone mm. feels really included, I, I wonder sometimes. I don't think they ever feel like that, but... Well, no, and I just wonder, but, but here's why. But it's an interesting question, There's yeah. a story um, by um, Peter Boonshaft in yeah. one of his books, yeah. and it's actually one of the my main teaching philosophies now. He wrote a story, actually... <laughs> the reason why the story hit me so hard is because one of my depressing songs um, is 2AM by Anne and Alec, mm. um, where life... The quote is, I think, um, life is an hourglass... Um, glued to the table, mm. right? Um, there's no going back is basically the, me- yeah. the message of it. And Peter Boonshaft's story um, is, it's at the end of, I can't remember which book it is. I think it's Teaching Music with Purpose. It's the orange and green one. Um, and um, and I, what's the story called? I thought I had more time. I think it's something like that. And the story is... Um, Someone wrote a letter to, to Boonshaft and said, you know, I don't know what to do. Mm. Uh, I'm a teacher of a middle school band. I think it's, I can't remember if it's middle school or high school. But, and, um, you know, I taught an ordinary band class. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just run of the mill. And um, uh, one of my students, a saxophone player, got in the car with her family. And the whole family was killed that night. Mm. And this destroyed the teacher, not only because the situation was so depressing, but it was very much like this teacher couldn't remember whether that person must have felt like a good person that day. Hmm. Did they leave the band room not knowing it was going to be that last time playing? Did they know that it was going to be, did they love playing? Did they learn anything? Did they feel good? Right. And something about that struck me so hard. Um, 
So, sorry to have a dark moment there. Um, but that, to me, pushed me to make sure that every moment in every rehearsal yeah. somehow gets to every student, right? right? Um, not so that it's like, I'm only working with the flutes for an hour while the tubas are twiddling their thumbs. No, mm. i got to get them involved and mm-hmm. make them better by the flutes playing. And it totally changed how I thought about all this, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why I try to make sure every one of my rehearsals is just chock full. Right. I spend hours a week planning my rehearsals. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, but it was that story that hit me the hardest. Because I don't know what I would do. I have no idea. Um, yeah, it was kind of brutal. Um, but again, I mean... If you're going to put that much effort into it, I mean, look at my trombone player. I, she's not the best in the band, hmm. but something, something's working mm-hmm. with her, mm-hmm. right? And I made sure at the end of, uh, uh, right after they played that, I said, you know what? I want everyone to acknowledge Ashley. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Everyone needs to know this. I don't think I've ever personally thanked you for what you're doing, but mm-hmm. I just heard it and it is awesome. And it made everyone's head turn. And, you yeah. know, I'm sure for the rest of that rehearsal, they were listening for her. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I think that's absolutely important. Like, yeah, it's just, sure. just crucial, right? And, um... Yeah, because, uh, I mean, if you haven't necessarily paid attention, well, probably almost nobody else has. Yeah, and it's not that I don't, like, care. It's just there's always so much going well, yeah, on that I would always get to that individual level. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, for example, our poor oboe player. <laughs> we, this is the first time we've had an oboe in a really long time, and... We all have beefs against the oboe. But I love our, our oboe student. He's great. Hmm. But we haven't had one in so long that I just rope him in with the flutes all the time. Yeah. Right? And just so kind of every once in a while, the flute uh, coach is like, and oboe. Yeah. God damn, he must feel so sad. <laughs> I keep forgetting this poor kid who's trying so hard to play this horrendous instrument. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you oh, know, well. like, he's trying. He's yeah. really trying. And I don't give him enough credit. And every once in a while, I, I usually spend the last, like, like the five minutes right after people mm-hmm. pack up, going up to random students and saying, you know, I really like what you did today. Yeah. I really try to do that. I try to get around the room. That's good. Um, to make sure that just in case. Yeah. They feel good. They feel awesome leaving their room. Every once in a while, I'll send an email, um, especially to parents. I'll be like, I want you to know, mm. we all noticed that what he did today. You know, so anyway, that's just, I don't know if that had anything to do with the questions you were talking about. Well, but, it probably um, did. <laughs> Anyway, it was just a random story of today. Because I thought it was a triumphant moment anyway, educationally. As I rummage around here, hang on. Now he's the one knocking things over. Yeah, sorry for the noise. <laughs> I can't remember if there's anything else that I wanted to... Oh, are we done? That's sad. I still have beer left. <laughs> Easily solved. <laughs> yes. Um... Yeah, that was. We want, yeah, we talked about the bad music. When that we was kind about of it. Music. Yeah, I think that was basically it. Yeah. Um. I have a question. Yeah. Why do you do what you do? Why do I do it? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one to answer. I've never really it known is. any anything else. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying. Yeah. A while ago. That, yeah. you know, it was kind of instilled in me from day one. Mm-hmm. I, when I was in high school, I I tried to find any uh, anything else to do except music. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to be a chef. I'm going to be, I don't know. I picked any number of things from week to week because mm-hmm. I wasn't really ready to accept that I was going to be a musician. Yeah. I was like, ah, no, that's just what my, my dad does. I don't need to do the same yeah. thing. I don't want to do the same thing. 
but really I did. I yeah. just didn't want to do it you didn't because, want to yeah, exactly. It, I wasn't yeah. really ready to accept that. Um, You're glad you did? Yeah. Good. But I, I don't have a reason other than it, it just is what I do. Mm-hmm. And, and um, again, to reference the Pete Holmes podcast, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that he said in, in his, one of his more recent interviews, I don't know if they're interviews, conversations, yeah. um, was that you just, you do what you are to do. This is the you do. I, I am, I am that. here to do music. Yeah. That's why you're put on the That's, side. I don't know anything else. That's, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know if this, if I want to go as far as saying this, why I was put on this earth, but. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Sure. I think you can say that. Why not? Yeah, I, I guess. But yeah. But uh, that's the best explanation I can come up with. Yeah, I think that it's, it might be a bit of a cop out, but <laughs> no. Or you know what? Maybe you'll discover when you're 65. Why yeah, you're maybe. Supposed to do, yeah. Right. You don't have to have the wordy answer yet. Yeah. True. Yeah. I'm sure when you're playing, you probably know. Yeah. Right. Or when you're fixing instruments, you probably know. You get a look. You gotta look where it's kind yeah. of like you're meant to do it. I I've seen it. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It's, uh, but yeah, but I don't really have a a good explanation for it. It's just it's it's just like I say, it's kind of I am to do what yeah. I do. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Anyway, um, <laughs> shall we call it? If you want to. It's getting kind of late. We should probably call it. Okay, okay. so next week. Um, next week's episode is going to have my sister on, um, which will be interesting. There's going to be a few <laughs> silly stories. It's we can never stop laughing when my sister and I are in the same room, so that'll be a funny one. Um, she has decided recently to start learning the trumpet. Oh dear! <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was a clarinet player in high school, which was ten years ago. Hasn't touched it. At all. And those things rarely cross anyway. So. No, it didn't. They're, they're the same transposition, and that's about it. But she says she's not even sure she can read music anymore. Oh, it'll it's come been back. so long. That's what I said, but she's not convinced. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about her uh, rediscovering <laughs> music. It's kind of a strange reason why she picked it up. She just wanted to learn Save trumpet. That for next time. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, no. Again. She just wanted to learn trumpet for one song, and so I brought I brought a trumpet over to try and teach her, and she was just like, "Wow, this is this is hard." I thought it would be like I just push these buttons and the sounds come out. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> there's only three buttons and a lot more notes. How could you yeah. think it's easy? <laughs> so oh I was like, oh, "You're probably gonna have to practice every day." Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. She's been sending me daily Snapchats of her practicing just to prove that she's practicing. I'm like, Good. You don't have to do it to prove it to me, but, <laughs> but I appreciate that you're telling me. Anyway, so I guess we'll call it there. Uh, if there is anybody listening, thanks for listening. <laughs> and cheers. Cheers, to yes. Sawmill Creek. Sawmill Creek. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see you next week.